Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's all of Detroit right now. Ben Johnson! Ben Johnson! News breaking today. He's staying. He ain't bleeping leaving. I'm not leaving. That's right. And that's where we begin today. We had plans that we will push for later in the show. This is how we begin. Jim Costa in for Mike Valeni. Don't know if you noticed yesterday, he sounded like death. He's going to take a day. He's on the mend. Yeah. Rico, I am confused, but I am not complaining. I thought Ben Johnson was gone. There's only 32 of these jobs. I thought he was new, out the new, door. New ownership in, in D.C., the right. number two pick. Felt like a foregone conclusion. I'm very confused that he didn't leave for a big pay raise and a chance to run the show, but I am not complaining. I was expecting the exact opposite news. I thought that at this time tomorrow, they were going to say, we got our coach. They were flying here in all of this crap and snow to meet with him. That's how important he was to them. Everybody else, we can do do Zoom. We need to go out to Detroit. Yeah, to close this thing up. Right. Right, to get ink dry on a contract. So when the news came and Evan told us, I was like, what? Yeah. He's not going? But then, as you said, rumored, I mean, well, speculation comes out. Adam Schefter is saying, hey, his asking price was a little too high. Spooked some teams. Scared some teams away. Uh, Justina Anderson came out earlier, and I remember when it was the $15 million thing, and his agent, no, 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 I don't know where she got her information from. Now it leads me to wonder, we all made fun of Josina, but maybe she was on to something at the time. But if you're Detroit, you you don't care. Nope. Because he's going to run it back. You don't care because this means, okay, further an example that Golf is your guy mm-hmm. because everybody was wondering, well, what are you going to do with golf when he leaves? Well, what he's happens not leaving. to the offense? Well, exactly. He's not leaving. So you're going to bring him back. Detroit, this has to be something that makes you feel better. Yeah, this, this, this has to be a cure for the hangover. This is like, you know, your mom giving you some Robitussin when you're sick. Okay. Doesn't take away the sickness right away. But you start feeling a little better. Well, yeah, I don't know that I'll ever be over what happened on Sunday. But you feel better but, than you but, did. But you feel helps. better than you did two oh, hours yeah, ago. This softens the blow. Absolutely it does. So that's because what I want to Because now you're dreaming. We can do this. We can run this back. Pick up the pieces and get this thing back on the tracks. 248-539-9797. Does this soften the blow? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson! As Dan Miller says. Ben Johnson! Ben Johnson! Ben Johnson! Who, Dan? Ben Johnson! Ben Johnson! Ben Johnson! He's staying, people! He's staying! This team going to be right back in the mix next season, and you're worried about drop-off and Dan Campbell's harsh reality that he told the team this might have been our only shot. 
this goes a long way to making sure you get another shot at this. Offensively, yeah, you got a lot of young pieces. This helps. Yeah. This helps you because the offense was designed by him. I didn't know who was going to be the heir apparent. You know, I was, is it Brunel? Is it Randall Lale? Like, who was going to be that guy that takes over the offense? You don't have to worry about that, at least for another year. He wants to come back. Now, according to sources, Ben Johnson says he's doing it because he wants to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Unfinished business. Mm-hmm. You want to hear that. That should excite you, Detroit. That kind of like last year when he had the chance to go to Carolina, but I'm so glad he didn't because that's just a toxic place to go. But he saw something and said, you know what? Give me one more shot with this team. Now... He got to sit at the table. He got to eat a little bit at the table, but he didn't get to finish the meal. Now he wants to go back. He wants. To, he thinks he he can take this offense, which look, the offense was humming. The way that offense was playing, I'll say it again. In that first half, you could have beat anybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That thing was, you weren't punting the ball, and I didn't think they were ever going to punt the ball because it was like, yeah, you you weren't even getting close to like third and long. What what is that? I don't understand. Well, and what even that the is. third and longs, they were converting all of them. They had like five third and long conversions in that first half, running seven yards a carry any way you want it. Felt like all you got to do is run the ball and you're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know that I'll ever get over it because of the missed opportunity. But I, I don't. But I don't understand this. Thirty-two jobs. I would. I would. I would have gone. Because new ownership in, in D.C. Yeah, it's not Daniel number, Snyder. Number two pick overall. You can go you can go get the quarterback that you want. Getting a big pay raise. And by bringing in a new quarterback, expectations fall off. Are you going to the Super Bowl next year? No. But you could actually build something. And we saw what he did in two years in Detroit. So I don't think it would take that long if he gets the right quarterback. Yeah. And, and if you get fired, you'll be the O.C. again. Someplace else. I would have taken it, but he wants to come back. Unfinished business. Shocking, but good for him. 248-539-9797. And good for the city. Yeah, I mean, listen, in the confusion, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes you don't take things at face value, and you wonder, like, last year with Carolina, what really happened? And it was a toxic. Yeah, it was the owner. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah. Now, but this offseason, there were eight, nine jobs open, and he interviewed for a majority of them. There was at least an earnest interest in becoming a head coach to where he took all these interviews but only to say, I'm good. Or or was know, he not offered a job? See, I wonder. Is this if, PR? I, again, I'm not reporting no, no, if, it, but you wonder. If you're hearing about the money, it's, it makes me wonder. If you really want me, you're going to pay me top dollar. And it's just like, whoa, that's not how this works. So why the absurd asking price? Is it that he really just didn't want to leave? And he said, make me an offer I can't refuse. And no one did. Or, or maybe it's like Monty Williams. I'll come and coach your team, but you're going to pay me this amount of money. Deal. Okay. Let's go, Pistons. And we were looking up, like, what NFL coaches make, and you said the report you seen Anderson a while back, he wanted 15. Right. 15 would put him on the caliber of guys who have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think teams were willing to pay that. Why did he set that price? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, at this point, I don't really care because he's coaching the Lions. He, but you know what? He's gambling on himself. We hear this a lot of times with athletes, and that's what he's doing right now. Because the downside to that is, what you don't want to become is you don't want to become the the NFL coordinator version of Matt Campbell, the Iowa State head coach, who at one point in time, remember when Dan Campbell interviewed for the job, he even joked and said, 
Well, I had to tell the force that I was actually Matt Campbell to make sure I got the interview. Matt Campbell at the time, everybody wanted him. Right now, yeah, he, he's going to be a cyclone for life. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Very different tone as we start the show today. You know, I think today was going to be about picking up the pieces, and one of the biggest pieces is Ben Johnson. There's no search for a new OC, and how's golf going to look? I think you know you're going into next season expecting another top five offense that will be creative, that's going to be physical, they will run the football. This and, team's going to be right back in the mix again. And he wants to go back to the Super Bowl, and, and you know what? Maybe this motivates him to come out and have better third quarters. I'm serious, man. Like, that was his only flaw. Like, man, it's brilliant. But it was just like, what happens at halftime where you do nothing and then you pick it back up again in the fourth quarter? Yeah. But he's motivated. He wants to come back. And if you're Detroit, this probably was the best news you've gotten since I don't know when. Well, there's no better news you could have gotten today. No. Snow's coming down. Roads are horrible. Looks crappy. <laughs> Kenny... I mean, I felt bad. It's just like, you know, well, let's just make this day as painless as possible for Kenny. Kenny's bouncing off the wall right now. Yesterday was so doom and gloom. This could not have arrived at a better time. It's all about the continuity of next year. We were so bummed out about what happened on Sunday. This is a splash of warm water in our faces. Well, and Paul can speak to it. Paul sat across from me on Sunday night as I'm wrapping up Lions postgame. Describe what I looked like. You look like a, a lost man, a soul wandering the wilderness. It was Kind of scary, actually, because you're usually, even when they lose, you usually keep some professionalism about you, and you were just a beaten man. Paul's like, I just want to get you home. He's like, you look so beaten, so battered, oh, so yeah. broken. You look like you need a I warm did, soup. I yes. Didn't, yeah, well, no, because later that night as I was doing show prep, I was like, I wonder where people, so I tuned in, and it was stony. Yeah. He was just dealing with the, the angry folks, and I was just like, man, this is, you got to feel good right now. Saying all of that, if you're a Detroiter, I don't even know what the best news you've heard since. I guess you probably feel this the first time when uh, the Lions won that first playoff game. Yeah. This is how you're feeling right now, knowing your guy, he chose you. He chose to stay in Detroit. Huh? He chose you over money, over a head coaching job. He said, no, I want to be with the Lions. We got something here. We He's We keep saying, you know, a new culture. This is a step. Yeah. You've turned down NFL jobs for two years in a row. That's why I'm not getting into this, folks, so don't call about this. This is 15 seconds. Argument I have with Jeff Rieger because he was bringing up the same old lines. I'm like, Jeff, you can't do this. We've moved past that. This is another step that tells me these this Lions team is new. I don't ever recall somebody turning down not one job, but two years in a row to come back and continue being an assistant coach with the Detroit Lions team. Yeah, think about it. There is real risk here. There's risk of what, what you talked about is, is you're no longer the fad of the flavor of the month. There's the risk that you never get that payday that was on the table this offseason, and you might not win a Super Bowl. But he thinks so highly of this group, this team, this organization, and their possibility of running it back, not just to the NFC title, but to winning the whole thing, that he is willing to forego all of that money, opportunity that may never come again. And he's 37, it probably will, but he's willing to risk it because of what's in front of him in Detroit. Yeah, because the reports are very interesting because you're reading various uh People in the know saying that he told the commanders this before they even got here, which I'm like, okay, 
That's a little bit of a Richard move right there. Well, he's trying to make sure they come out and interview and, his and buddy I was about Aaron to say, Glenn. Yeah, because I got a feeling if they said, well, you know what, Aaron, do you want? Yes. Aaron, we haven't officially offered. Yes. Do I want the command? Yes. Yes. Let's go. And there's no shame if he takes it. It's not like, oh, Ben Johnson's better than Aaron Glenn or better person. Aaron Glenn. And you get offered one of 32 jobs. You and take that's it. just it. It's like, okay, it's not going to be perfect. It's like the draft. It's like, well, you know. Yes, everybody would like to go to some war. Go to Miami. Go to L.A. Go to Phoenix. Guess what? Number one pick, you're going to Chicago. Buy a winter coat and enjoy the Chicago winners. Yeah, most coaches take over bad teams because right. teams that are bad fired their coaches. Right. You, typically, you don't get to choose. Right. You mean I can't go coach Kansas City? No, Andy Reid is still there. And maybe, again, it's you don't know. It's hard to say he's waiting for that job because you just don't know. But most coordinators... Man, they're on the first thing smoking. Yeah. I mean, look, I've I've seen a ton of guys leave San Francisco. Hey, you want to coach? Yes, I do. You want to coach? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. From the Jets to the Dolphins, like they're gone. The the, the Texans. Texans, like, yep, yep. Yeah, D'Amico they, Ryans. They're gone. So to hear somebody we say We don't see this every day. You know or what? really ever. I'm good. I'll stay. I'm staying. I want to win a Super Bowl. Matt, you know what? I have respect for him. Because he really feels, and look, the offense that Detroit has, he should feel that way. Yes. That he's putting the needs of the team over his because he could have been a head coach. I think the job, when when everybody else is pretty much getting Zoom interviews and they're flying the organization out to Detroit Metro Airport in this crap, I think they wanted him. 248-539-9797. As Dan Miller says, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson. He's staying. He will be the OC. And he says, let's go for a Super Bowl. Does this soften the blow of Sunday and your reactions next? 97-1. 97-1. Ben Johnson is staying as the Lions OC. He told the commanders and the Seahawks, I got this thing called the Super Bowl I want to chase. Probably the best news Detroit has had in the last 48 hours. It does not undo a collapse in the NFC title game, but it does soften the blow. It softens the blow. because it does. You, no, no, You know why? Because you could put the title game behind you and you could focus on what's in front of you. You could look at the future and say, you know what? It's bright. And it got even brighter about an hour and 20 minutes ago. Yep. Right. So you don't, yeah. What happened hurts. But I, I got something to look forward to now. Yeah, because before it was Campbell coming in saying, guys, I don't even know if we're all going to be back. And, you know, he was being real. And I respect that from Dan Campbell of saying it's not a foregone conclusion. You're going to be back here in this spot. I, I think we can. I would love to promise you we will. But I've been in the NFL long enough to know doesn't always happen that way. My God, look at Buffalo. How many times do they keep knocking on the door, but they just don't get in? But with this news and seeing what you did, learn from your mistakes, and next year you capitalize on that, try to get that number one overall seed, make sure all the games are here yep. so you don't have to worry about not winning a road game in the playoffs. But Dan's point, it was a harsh reality. Dan Campbell. Oh, it was harsh. harsh. I mean, and I, some people are like, why would you even say it? He said it because he doesn't BS people. You know he what? doesn't sugarcoat anything. And I'm going to tell you. Like he's, he, you know, at first I thought he was some Neanderthal, but then I realized he's like an evil genius Columbo type where he plays the bumbling fool, but he's really, really smart. And when you talk to him, he's smart. 
I had so much respect for him because not only did he tell his team that, but then he came out and told the media, this is what I told them. And it was like, wow, like most guys, hey, guys, you're good enough. We're going to be back. He was like, hey, man, this is hard. Well, people have referenced North Turner, I guess, back in 08 when they were really good and the Chargers and we'll be back. Nothing's promised in this league. Just because you're young and you have cap space, the schedule gets tougher. You're not always going to get two home playoff games. See, it was smart by him saying that because – I mean, first of all, Amon Ra doesn't need motivation. Okay, right. you cut him off in traffic. You cut me off in traffic? Now I got to go lift weights, and now I got to do push-ups. He didn't see you, okay? It, they didn't see you. They apologized. But the other guys, you use this as, like, even coaches saying it's not a guarantee, so we can't sit on our laurels right. and think, well, we're one of the best two teams in the NFC. Next year, you could not even make the playoffs. Zero and zero. Because you know knows. what? It, it, yeah, momentum does not carry over into next season. And if you think you're going to run it back just on sheer talent alone, he said it's going to be twice as hard. He's bracing his team for a climb. You're at the bottom of the mountain now, yeah, like everybody else. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, look at the Bengals. <laughs> Wait, your quarterback died? Wow. Okay. Yeah, Lions were remarkably they were remarkably healthy this year. Nothing is promised. That's why you want to maximize this opportunity. And you Ben Johnson did. is a big reason they will. You just did. All right, let's get to the phones. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Wait, wait. First, Kenny, we got some ticket text. I want to make sure we you know get what? those. I just in. like Kenny smiling today. You know, Feels good. I didn't a smile good a whole lot yesterday. Man, I offered Kenny lunch yesterday. I did. I'm like Kenny. You? I did. I was like Kenny. What do you want, man? I'm just gonna buy you something. It's okay. I could I have just, had a hundred sandwiches yesterday for how sad I was. I don't want anything. I just I want to go home. That's, That's it. how it was, man. I, but I this... just want to make it to, to six o'clock. That was Kenny. I think I actually said that to you. I just want to make it to six he o'clock did. and then go home. I just want to make it to six o'clock. And at that point, I'm like, Kenny turned down food. Kenny's not in the mood today. So I, I didn't pick with him at all. I didn't say anything. I left him alone. Go ahead, Kenny. I'm sorry. Ben staying after another year of interviews speaks to volumes of the state of the organization versus previous ones. This is huge. Yeah, I actually heard NFL teams were offering him 75% of his asking price because his history with third de- or third quarters. That's actually kind of funny. It is a little funny. <laughs> the Lions have the potential to be the best offense since the 07 Patriots, and Ben Johnson knows it, and he's not and he's betting on himself. Yeah, a lot of people have speculated why. And I don't know that there's any one obvious answer. I mean, he says he wants to come back and chase the Super Bowl. Some people think he priced himself out of a head coaching job. Did he do it because he never wanted one to begin with? I don't know. No, I see. I think some people, all some people speculate. Well, some people wonder, did he even get an offer? If they were flying okay, all the way here, they that. wanted him to be their head coach. Let's stop that. I think he was their number one option. The, the commanders had been dragging their feet through the entire process because they were waiting on him. They all flew out here to see him. He was their option. Now, maybe he's saying, I want to run it back with the Lions. But if you offer me this, I'll leave. Knowing I'm going to set it high. You're going to make this worth my while. You you went full Monty Williams. I need this in order to come out and, and leave where I'm at in this situation. I'm at because I like where I'm at. Knowing that Sheila's going to give him a little, she's going to take care of him. Of course. She's going to give him he a little got, bump. He got a bump last year. He, he, he was able to put cheese on the Whopper. He could put bacon on the Whopper after this season. What about the caramelized onions? Uh, that's next year. Okay. But if you're Ben coming back, yeah, the commanders wanted you. It's It does speak about, I think, of, of the Lions culture and that he knows what he has. And I think for, for the Lions, on offense, maybe your biggest concern is – 
the offensive line. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we can get into the offseason mode, yeah, you need I mean, to I'm stay. Because, I mean, I'm reading an article about Rag now, and it's like, guys, he's getting a little long in the tooth. And yeah, I, just, I had some he, idiot person, I, I oh, you're trying to get rid of him. No, he has an injury that probably will never heal, okay? Yeah, but he's, he, it's, you're, you're right. It is a concern, but he's so tough that he's, he's cable tough. To, yes. But he's been around for a long time. And ask TJ, it, 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 your body breaks down on you as an offensive lineman. You don't see a lot of them going out, you know, running by at the lines or whatever. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Justin, join us on ninety seven one. What's up, guys? How are we doing today? Hey, Justin. Hey, you know, I want to. I wasn't. We weren't asked this question, but I wanted to bring something up as far as you know, losing AG as compared to losing Ben Johnson, and I, I really think that AG is more valuable to this team. Um, you know, there's been, I have a lot of feelings on, on Ben Johnson. Obviously, he's, he's incredibly <laughs> smart, but as you watched him throughout the season, I just thought he continuously was just outsmarting himself as he was being figured out by defenses throughout the season. Justin, you do I realize you're in the point. minority, right? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And, you know, it's not ESPN, it's not Hot Take Central. But the thing is, is I believe, and my point was that I'll bring home is that, I, again, I think AG is more valuable to this team. What AG did with less. I think any offensive coordinator can come in with this offense. How talented our offense is, is we're going to be fine. When we get a chance to see AG with a defense that is actually gifted and talented, I think we have the ability to be one of the top defenses in the league. And I I think that's obvious. I think it's obvious when AG got voted best coordinator. You you know, I've, I've probably even heard Ben Johnson speak as far as leader of men, as far as being a head coaching candidate. I think teams didn't want to pay him that money. And I don't think he was nearly as wanted as, as people believe. Yeah, I think people looked at it and thought, okay, young offensive coach, the next hot thing, look what Detroit's doing. Detroit's never been this dynamic. Look this what combination he did in two of, years. Yeah, yeah, the combination of physical but also explosive and creative and tough. That's what every team wants. Yeah. And let's face it, you revitalized Jared Goff's career. Jared yep. Goff was about to be an also-ran. He was going to be one of those – well, you know, he was taken number one overall, and now he's a career backup on, you know, bumping around to different teams. And then all of a sudden, Jared Goff got good, and Jared Goff's winning games, and Jared Goff's having his name chanted in grocery stores <laughs> that he's not even in. Guys, he's not picking up the produce. Right. He's not even in the building. So sitting there picking up like pears, and everyone's no, he's not there. That's a feather in his cap. That, yes. Yeah, you you took a quarterback that. Everybody pretty much tossed aside. The Rams did not want. Rams said, not only do we not want him, we'll offer you first-round picks if you take him. He brought up Aaron Glenn. I, I know we got to get phone calls in. I want your thoughts on Aaron Glenn because the cycle's not over. He is appealing in a different way, like a leader of men, the Campbell type of way. Yeah. Let's talk about the other shoe here. We'll do that coming up next, 97.1. Oh, look at that. 97.1, Jim Costa in for Valeni. Sick as all get out. Sounded like death today, so he's taking the day. Yeah, I knew when I got that text early this morning. Like, I, I don't even need to read it. I was out running some errands. I'm like, all right, going to have to get in. We'll, we'll make sure we get the show on. Today. I didn't think you were going to be here. I was just like, oh, you get cookies. I was like, do I have to? Oh, God, don't say that. This is one of the last ones we're going to get to do I mean, like this. big time now. You oh, got, the, you got your own show in the morning. Oh, boy. Cookies in the morning. It's not cookies in the morning. It's, John's name is on the show, too. Is it? Yes, it is. Where? In the back? Let it play out. All right, let's get Cookies to the phones. in the morning. 
and John. <laughs> you going to do our imaging? Uh, let's get to Sean. You got reaction. Ben Johnson is staying. You're on 97.1. Hi. What's John. up? Sean, what's up? Nothing. Uh, I love the Ben Johnson sign. It shows loyalty. He's better on himself. It's a beautiful thing. But I got to go on the other side of the ball. I was about to say, I feel a uh, really butt, big butt coming here. So, what my was, I want to hear your guys' take on it, but I would love Sheila Ford get on her gold phone, and it's not going to be a head coach position. We're, we got our guy. Call Frabel. Um, you want to be a part of this circle of coaching studs. You got the defense. And tell Aaron Glenn, hey, man. Wish you the best. Pack your stuff. Get a job wherever you want. We got Vrabel. Damn, that's a that big you... ass. Um, yeah. I don't think that Sheila's going to fire Aaron Glenn and or replace Aaron Glenn. And if I'm Vrabel, Vrabel's not hurting for a job. I mean, worst case, I can go on television. I can just kind of sit out this year. And see what options are open for me next year. He's young enough. Like, Belichick, I think, is done. I don't right. think he, you know, Pete Carroll, Belichick, yeah, sorry, guys. You're, you're up there in age. But Vrabel, I can wait a year. I'm sure I can get bop, bumped on to CBS or, you know, in you know NBC or Fox and do just types of in-studio stuff, sit out a year, come back, and when certain jobs are open, I can throw my name back out there. I don't know if he would want to become the defensive coordinator of Detroit. That's to me, that's a step back for for Mike Brady. Yeah, it feels like you know if he doesn't get one of the two jobs open right now, he would get one in the next cycle. I, I'm surprised he didn't get one. What he has done with less, look at his quarterback room. See, look at how he always overperforms with that defense. See, I do wonder if how hard did he push for a job? Yeah, maybe he didn't. Maybe he just you know what? I just want a break. Well, I'll t- I could take he could take a year's break. And then come back refreshed and recharged rather than this. I need a job. He doesn't need well, a job. Well, people said with Ben Johnson, maybe he's waiting for an even better job. You could say the same with Vrabel. Maybe he's waiting for a Cowboy or an Eagle or Kansas City type See, of yeah, job. Yeah, Ben Johnson, I don't think he doesn't fit the Jerry. Jerry Jones needs a name. Yeah. Okay. Ben Johnson doesn't fit that. And guys, please don't take it the wrong way, but you don't want him to be the Cowboys coach. And Jerry Jones, you know, he needs a Belichick. He needs somebody like that. To come in there to say, yes, I'm Dallas, and look who I brought in. The point on Aaron Glenn, I give him a lot of credit at the end of the season when he had to make that decision. We're not getting home with four. I gave him every shot for two and a half months. We do not get enough pressure with our front four, so we're going to blitz. And it meant giving up bigger plays, but it meant more stops. It meant turnovers. It meant sacks, TFLs, tip passes, whatever. Got him off the field. I give him a lot of credit for that. And I do think he is one of those leader of men you look for in a head coach. Doesn't have to always be the greatest X's and O's guy. I think that was the the thought when Campbell got hired, right? Mm -hmm. Is he an X's and O's genius? I think he kind of hides that a little bit. He knows more than people give him credit for. But he is a great motivator of men. I think Aaron Glenn is an attractive head coaching candidate. Do you think the commanders haven't hired a coach? Do you think there's a chance he gets hired still? Or are they running back both coordinators? I think it'll be a little weird. A little awkward because Glenn will know I wasn't your first choice. But you know what? In life, a lot of times, the first choice wasn't always the best choice. And if you're Glenn, it goes back to what I said about Ben Johnson. It's only 32 of these jobs. 
you get one. And 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 honestly, if you're Aaron Glenn, minority coaches don't get hired that often. So if offered a job, you almost have to take it. And then it's also good for the Lions because it means you get extra picks yeah, the in the draft. Picks. Yep. So yeah, if if the commanders really are looking at him and bringing him in to be that rah rah type of guy and get us going, and you go out and you can draft Drake May. And if you're him, you got to go out and find the best OC. And you run the defense, find somebody to run your offense and see what you have. But, yes, if you're Aaron Glenn, you're going to take the commander's job if offered. I don't think that he will do the same as Ben Johnson. Let's get to Don on a cell. Don, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, Don. So I want to take a little credit for, uh, for Ben staying. All right. Don, good job. You ready for the story? Of course. So, so, so we're at the game, uh, pregame. We're there two hours early, and uh, we're at the end where the Lions are warming up pregame without their pads on and stuff, you know, early. Ben Johnson walks by. I yell his name. He doesn't turn around. I yell louder. He turns around. So I start pointing at him, that I'm the one talking. So he sees my eyes. I see his. I said, hey, don't you and leave. He laughs, turns to walk. I said, I'm not done talking to you. He just kept walking. Well, it was all fun. But you gave him a sales pitch, Don. You're part of I this did, movement. Right? I'm proud of you, Don. Hey, great, great, great atmosphere, great fans. They had a great time. You want to win, I guess you got to catch the ball and not have turnovers. Yeah, there you go. Opening up that wound again. And just, just as it's starting to scab over. Just as it was starting to feel better. Kenny? We normally do this to you. Paul, that's one. <laughs> what do you mean, Don? Don's calling in to pat himself on the back. Well, he did bring him back here. I don't think you can give him one for that. He's partially responsible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll try again. <laughs> Let's get to Dre in Southfield. Dre, you're on 97.1. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, Good. Dre. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, it definitely was a, a pleasant surprise to see that Ben, you know, is uh, coming back. Um, in terms of it softening the blow for me, I mean, I actually have had like a different type of feel. I saw, I saw the initial emotion during the game, you know, I mean, it's really hard not to be uh, damaged by that, you know, that that's gut-wrenching. But, you know, um, I, I, I guess outside the average person who watches football, I mean, I, I, I respect how hard it is to get to where they got. You know, and that's not necessarily saying that I'm okay with finishing with fourth place or whatever it is, but it is incredibly hard to win at that level, especially if you don't play a full 60 minutes. And, and I, you know, it happened the same way to Green Bay the week before. That's a damn good team. If you don't finish the game, you know, all they need is a glimmer of light and they can beat you. And that's what they did, you know, and um, not every team has the opportunity to, to learn from their mistakes and grow. But also in the same aspect, I recognize that it's kind of hard to get over that hump when you've never been to that hump before. And so that's where I think they deserve, for one, some credit for what they've done, also some grace that, you know what, Brad Holmes in year three and Dan Campbell in year three have done a damn good job of getting us in a good place. And they have earned the right to have the trust that they're going to create a little small runway here because it doesn't last longer in the NFL, that they should be in contention for this thing the next two or three years. Yeah. Now, for me, the, uh, uh, guys, my feelings would be a lot different 
at the end of next year if we fall short of winning the Super Bowl. Make no mistake about it. This is a huge offseason for Brad Holmes. This is the offseason where it is Super Bowl or bust. You don't make it to a title game and go backwards. You can only go what's left to do. It's not about winning the North. It's not about winning the playoff game. It's about winning the Super Bowl. So I don't want to see none of this, you know, like they did in the trade deadline. We just want our culture guys. You know, I understand that, but I need to see some splashes here. Nothing irresponsible, but we have to go all in right now. And um, so I guess I guess my point is, is that I already felt good about where we are, and I feel like we have a decent – you can't help if your window closes early. You know, I, yeah. I know we all get so down and dumped because we're like, well, you know, you just never know you're going to be there again. Well, we don't – they might be back again. You know, we've seen teams stay in well, this. Dre, no, Dre, I'll say this. Your window for – and I said this all year long. Your window was open now. Because people were like, well, next yeah, but- year we're going to do – no, 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 no. Things changed. All of a sudden you started winning and the back. window opened. Right. I didn't say it was going to happen, Rick. I'm not saying that they're going to be back. What I'm saying is they have the infrastructure yes. yeah. like the Eagles, Dre, like the Cowboys. I'm with you. Where they have the opportunity to be back. Yeah. Yeah, and what's I, the point of me crying over spilled milk? It's nothing I can do about it now. You, you know? know what, Dre? Thank you. Thank you. Because he, Dre sees what I – if you're a Lions fan, man, your future just got a lot brighter today, an hour, two hours ago. Yeah, it hurts. Only one team, only one fan base gets to feel good at the end of the year. Everybody else doesn't, but now you've got the pieces in place, and I think the bigger picture is him staying tells you that that Sheila is running a different ship with this team, that there's loyalty, that people want to stay, that people believe in this team. And maybe you find out later when it comes to free agency, maybe you start getting some hometown deals because normally in order to come to the Lions, you had to overpay. You had to overpay to get a golden take. Yeah, I'll come there, but man, you, I need a little bit more to go to Detroit. You may actually get people who say, you know what? For the team, I don't need this. Pay me on the back end. He brought up Super Bowl or bust. Three o'clock. We're going to. Measure twice, cut once, place the goalposts where they should be for the upcoming season. We'll do that at 3 o'clock. More of your phone calls. It's 97-1. Bad Johnson! Bad Johnson! Bad Johnson! That sums up the first 50 minutes of radio. He's staying. He is staying. Everybody thought foregone conclusion. Washington Commanders. They were getting set to fly out to Detroit today. He informed them, I'm good. I'm going to chase the Super Bowl. Double down, I believe in Detroit. What a statement that is about this franchise because head coach money is no joke. The chance to run one of 32 NFL teams, that's no joke. Yeah, it's only 32 of these teams. And he turned down a job for the second year in a row. Now, the last time? You go, oh, maybe it's Carolina. They're a different level, a special level of toxicity. Rico, there were eight, nine jobs open this cycle. That's Damn near a third of the league, quarter of the league. He interviewed with a handful of them. And the conclusion was, I'm good. I have unfinished business. Do you remember last year? He said it was a Garth Brooks concert. He went to at Ford Field. He goes, I can't wait to see this place for a playoff game. And he stayed and he saw it for a playoff game, two playoff games. Now he's staying for a Super Bowl. Can he go two for two? Three o'clock, we'll get into where the goalposts should be set for the upcoming season. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Jordan, you're next up. You're on ninety seven one. 
Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, George. Feeling a lot better. Uh, these last uh, two days were dark, but now that we got Ben Johnson, things have definitely improved. But uh, I just want to talk about the other side of the ball. Um, Aaron Glenn, his game plan and big games, it's just been lacking. I mean, the three games we played in the postseason, we allowed 425 to L.A., 408 to Tampa, and 413 to San Francisco. And no one seems to be talking about it. And, yes, I'm excited for next year, but I'm looking at the schedule, and we've got, you know, Fields twice, Love twice. We've got Rams, Cardinals with Kyler, who can move. We've got Jacksonville, Houston with Stroud, Colts with Richardson, at San Fran, and at Dallas for like the 10th time in a row. Of course. And then we've got the Bills. I just, I'm a little bit worried about kind of running it back next year, though I am excited about Ben, but no one's really talking about defense. And KC is number two in the NFL, and San Francisco is number eight, and they're both in the big game. So what is your take on Glenn? Do we need him? I know he's a leader of men, but – He's a leader of men who can't get off the field. Well, <laughs> I, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll leave it to Cookies because apparently, you know, I'm guy who just wants to always draft defensive players. But Jordan, I don't know if he has every like he doesn't Personnel, have yeah. he doesn't have the same toys that we've given the offense. So yeah, if you're Ben Johnson, it looks great because you look all around and you went out and got Laporta to add to St. Brown. You got Sewell. You got all. You got Gibbs. You went out and you got Montgomery. You like, you got everything that you need. On defense, you don't have that. You kind of went to the bargain bin. Well, some of this is they they did use a first on Jack Campbell and a second on Brian Branch. Branch worked out. They also wanted to prioritize a couple guys in the secondary. Emmanuel Mosley got hurt. Yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson missed most of the season, got hurt. If they had better personnel, does this defense check in is better than average okay and i and rico i'm not can, telling can, you no I'm no not. can i say something without you getting angry sure i'll scoop back Go you, ahead. You, you, I'm, you, guys i'm away from the mic i can't possibly interrupt go ahead this is where i get upset that they wasted that pick on hendon hooker who could not help them this year that you could have taken a defensive player and that defensive player could have been a starter you look i forgot the, the, the dude from tampa like you could get guys in the third round who would have contributed to this team and helped you win the game, but you chose to bank more offensive stuff instead of just addressing the defense. The Hendon Hooker pick was insurance. Nobody wants to pay car insurance or home insurance, but they weren't sure about Jared Goff. Right. So they paid for insurance. You don't ever want to have to claim no, the no, insurance, no. and you're very happy that you haven't filed a claim, that you feel like you have a franchise quarterback. But because of that, Rico, you're right. That ends up being a wasted pick. No, he couldn't do anything because he was injured the I know, entire I, I, year Rico, where I, know, I could go out Rico, and I could get a linebacker. I could get another corner in the third round who could have been a starter. You could have moved Cam Sutton over to the number two starter because God knows he's not a number one. He's not. He gets toasted. He should just walk out there with little butter packets because he gets burned that much. Like the ones you get the little diners. Yes. 248-539-9797. Here you go, Justin. Here's a little butter packet. Just don't toast me too badly. He does. You you, could have. So I hear people bashing on Glenn. Glenn didn't have the same personnel. I agree with you. On defense. I agree with you. He did the best of what he had. Guys, we can't do what San Francisco did and just rush four. We got to rush five. We got to rush six. We got to confuse them. We got to blitz. We got to stunt. We got to bring corners. We got to bring safeties. But it started working. He used what he had to get the Lions to that point. And they forced two turnovers in that second playoff game. 
including yeah. the game clinching interception. It had a, it, they got two? Well, they had one, and they should have had two turnovers in this game. Yeah. I mean, you got hit in the face mask. I'm never going to be over it. Fifty-one yards off a face mask. So is this is this going to be the Rasheed Wallace leaving Robert, Robert Ory yes. open? Where it just bothers you. Except it's multiple plays. It's fumbling. It's dropping the ball on fourth down. It's like if you left Robert Ori open three straight times. And and, and I know you'll say, well, the Pistons had already won a championship by that point. Still didn't take the sting out of it. The the Pistons, when they won back-to-back in the 80s, doesn't change Kareem's phantom foul. There are people that still complain about that. that, that, That's not the one who was Isaiah throwing the ball to Bird. Yeah. That was... The Wings, they they beat the Penguins, but the very next year losing Game 7. I mean, it stings even if you win a championship. So I know, hey, they go out and win the Super Bowl this year. I'm still going to look at a wasted opportunity up 17 points in the NFC Championship, and I've waited. So, we've all waited. I'm not going to make this about me. We've all waited so long for this team to well, be in the it, Super no, Bowl. No, no, here's funny, because at least you'll watch the game, unlike some people host on this show. I mean, I, and, and at this station. Are you befuddled? Because if the Chiefs win, you already beaten the Chiefs, and if the Niners win, you had them down at halftime. Like, Yeah, there's really no... Who, who do you want to win that would take away the sting? Yeah, unlike Doug, I am going to watch the Super Bowl, but like it's which, not going to... Which, which team wins that you're like, okay, that I feel a little better? Neither. Okay. It's going to feel bad either way. Anyway, let's talk about where we want to set the goalposts for next season. I think Ben Johnson coming back helps us play some right where they need to be. We'll do that coming up next. It's 97-1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, before we place these goalposts for the upcoming season, we got more breaking news. Adam Schefter with some details. Ben Johnson... Two years remaining on his contract with Detroit, his deal was not adjusted to stay, proving that money was not Johnson's biggest motivation. The Lions could still opt to adjust the contract down the line, but it is not the reason he returned to Detroit. Johnson is loyal. End tweet. 
I mean, clearly it wasn't about money. I mean, a coaching job pays more than a coordinator job at every at every uh, team. Yeah, I don't think it was about money, but I, I do think that uh, Ford family history says they they reward loyalty. So Sheila will take care of him somehow, some way. Wasn't he taken care of a year ago? And they probably will give him a little yeah. something extra. Yeah. But he's staying. If you guys heard it in the update, if you've been listening all day, I mean, the news broke right about 1 o'clock. Ben Johnson is staying to be the Lions' offensive coordinator. And, Rico, I think that helps us have this conversation. Expectation setting. Mm-hmm. Alex Anzalone said that this is Super Bowl or bust. Ben Johnson returning only solidifies that the goalposts for next season should be set in New Orleans for the Super Bowl. Is that where it's at next year? Yes. Nice. Oh, I've already looked. Bourbon Street. That's right. So what I would say is this. Last year... We set the expectations for this team. And I'll give Mike full credit. He was like, you're going to win the division. You're going to get a home playoff game. Mm -hmm. He did this early. And I was like, bro, just be happy to make the playoffs. But you set the goal. And then when he tried to change it, I was like, no, no, no. You can't change the goal. Okay. Now, they exceeded it. And you you can't expect more. But we set that goal. So right here, right now, where is the goal post going to be set? Is it just... Win the division again and make the playoffs and get a home playoff game? No. Because for me, my goal for if, if for the Lions, the division is nice, but I know it's all about getting hot in the playoffs, okay? Your goalpost next year is next year's NFC championship game. They were already that, there. That's the you didn't win it. That's your goal. Well, post. the goal would be to win it then and go to the Super Bowl, right? Not just to no, get no, to no. the same place. No, to get back. To get back because it's it's a difficult thing to do. What, what, that doesn't make a hill of beans different. I've, I've already seen them play in an NFC title and lose Now go it. back and win it. Yeah, exactly. Win it. Be in the right. Super Bowl. But Because if, here's the thing. It's hard getting to the Super Bowl. I didn't say I, it was going to be easy. That's the Buffalo Bills. Because here's the thing. If you set your goal, hey, it's Super Bowl or bust, more than likely it's going to be bust a lot of time. Correct. There's nothing wrong with lofty goals. This team's earned lofty goals. I'm looking at the steps. And it's a process. And the process to me is, okay, get back there, do better, and now you can exceed expectations again. I, they're right there. They were 30 minutes away. Next season, you have to go further. You have to get closer. You only get so many cracks at the Super Bowl. I know you say the window's just opening, and I, I see that. But it's not a 10-year window. This is not for long. The NFL, it's a little shorter than people give it credit for. It's a couple years, and you're going to have to churn the roster. You got a couple years, your coordinator's back. Next year, go win the Super Bowl, or it's a disappointment. This team has set us up to have that expectation because they're that good. Because they should be every bit as good as they were this year and better. They've got cap space, and it's not going to go to Goff immediately. His extension wouldn't kick in for another year. St. Brown wouldn't kick in for another year. Go get one or two studs. The reason why and, and I said closer than you got this year. The reason in two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Where's your goalpost going to be at for next season? The reason why I say that, I mean, because it's difficult. Look at the Eagles. Eagles made the Super Bowl, couldn't get out the first round of the playoffs to win one or two playoff games, as you saw here. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. Correct. So therefore, if you could get back to the champion, now you're in the final four. Anything can happen. And we saw anything happen. 
We saw weird stuff happening. Yeah, but okay. But to, get back there. But your school, I'll, I'll bring this to your doorstep. Michigan State, getting to the Final Four is no longer the goal. It's got you got to win the thing, right? No, getting there is not enough. You can hang as many Final Four banners as you want, but at some point, you say, got to get the whole thing. It would be nice, but I think that's different because college basketball is the only sport that celebrates the Final Four. Yes. It's not the road to the national title. It's the road to the Final Four. No, but when four. you said Final Four, it made me think right. your, your program, but, College Hoops, and the benchmark when, has been all these Final Fours, and eventually you say, not good enough. But when I look at this, I know and you, it's difficult to get there. To me, that's a realistic goal. Now, yeah, lofty goal, yeah, you want every team goes in saying, I want to win the title. But it's not realistic for every team. It is here in Detroit. I would say get back to the NFC title. You make that game, and now you make your own luck. You do what you need to do to get that next level. It was like winning the division and getting into the playoffs. That was the goal at the beginning of the year. Get into the playoffs, and now you create your own luck. You do what you need to do, but you need to have a seat at that table. And I'm saying get back to that NFC championship table. That should be the goal. Now, once you exceed that, now we add on and say, okay, now it's Super Bowl for Kansas City. Yes, their seasons are Super Bowl or bust because they've been there before. You haven't. 248-539-9797. Alex Anzalone says Super Bowl or bust. He actually said this year was Super Bowl or bust, too. Do we have the clip of Anzalone? Here you go. Here's your linebacker. I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust. Um, you know, that's that was our mindset this year. Um, even though the outside, you know, people didn't necessarily think that or believe that. But inside our team, that was our, that's our standard. And... Um, you know, that's going to be our standard going forward. Super Bowl or bus going forward. You get a taste, right? You're 30 minutes away. You get to the half. And I know Lions history maybe should have prepared me for a, for a letdown, but I, I went no, into that. No, 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 but the history I, just, I suspended all disbelief, and I thought, this is happening to my football team, only to have it crash down in the most disappointing way. The only thing that satisfies now that you had a taste is to go to the Super Bowl. Right, but see, the, the history thing, that's the argument I've been having with Rieger for the last couple of days. It, go, what, it wasn't history, it was inexperience. Correct. Is what you saw in that game. One team had been there, and they knew how to handle it. The other team didn't know how to close the game out. That's why I'm saying, your goal is to get back there. And really, if you, if you want the real goal, your goal, number one seed, and you play that game, here we did get a ticket text that said that very same thing the goal is to host next year's nfc title yeah game. so maybe the goal is to get the number one seed because just to say i gotta go we, super bowl or bus it sounds great on radio it's a difficult thing to do rico if they're hosting the nfc title game they sure as you know what better be playing for the super bowl if that game's that's baltimore field, how that worked out I'm not telling you it's a promise. I'm telling you if you get it, you should win. Baltimore should have won that game. There's no excuses for that. You set the goalpost. We do the whole measure twice, cut once. You guys have talked about moving of goalposts as they started to win more. They got as close as they've ever been in the entirety of the Super Bowl era. They, they exceeded where the goalposts were originally at. Correct. And that's why I'm saying that for me next year, you want to either be a one seed or you want to get to the NFC title game. That is the new goalpost. That's the expectation I will have for this Detroit Lions team next season. Jeremy, you're on 97-1. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, Jeremy. Um, I just want to say I 
Josh Reynolds really killed me. Um, ben Johnson coming back is really uh, a good boost. But, I mean, was there anything – oh, my God, was there anything more devastating than Josh Reynolds dropping two balls right in his face? Or one was one was on his chest and one was on his face. But, like, was there anything wrong – like, oh, killed me. Jeremy, the first one, the fourth and two that he doesn't get, you go, ooh. But that, that in and of it's, itself – that that's frustrating, but you still at the time had a two touchdown lead. When he dropped the the second one third on 10. the third down, and he's running before he catches the ball, I'm like, oh my god, is this Pop Warner? Is what no, catch you, the ball? You know what I think what happened at he that is point? So dependable, and we know everything they're saying is correct. I just it's like I saw Josh Reynolds. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like my my whole soul just went out of my body. When that happened, I, and Jeremy, I think what happened, and I can't speak for him, but he knew he dropped that fourth and two, and I think he started thinking too much. And with athletes, when you start thinking, is when you you screw things up. It's like the jump shooter when you when you hesitate, you miss the shot. You catch it in rhythm, it's Splash Brothers. And for receivers, when you start like, okay, I got to catch this ball, I got to do this, and you see it all the time. Heck, you saw it in the national title game. The, the, the most sure-handed guy Michigan put back there for catching punts, thought, yeah, and fumbled on the one. Now it worked out, but they put him back there because he doesn't do that. But he, he overthink it. Well, it shows you how fragile sports are. All year, Reynolds wasn't a high yardage producer, but he was so dependable. He moved the chain. Most of his catches were first downs or touchdowns, including in the playoffs. Yeah. But on that day, he was a liability. They couldn't rely on him in two pivotal crunch time spots. He became his own worst enemy. His skills didn't fall away, people. The moment, I hate to say it, the moment got too big for him. And then he just started overthinking and overplaying, and he stopped being that person that got him there. But the goalpost, I still say, either you're the number one seed or you are in the NFC title game again. That's the goal. And it's not to say, please don't call here. I, Your team could go to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying your goalpost, the reasonable goalpost is to make it back. Because getting to the Super Bowl, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, very difficult to do. And listen, you can say I'm, I'm being emotional. I'm overreacting. They were 30 minutes away. They're bringing back the same nucleus. They'll have the ability to upgrade this roster. If they do not get to the Super Bowl, if they're not playing in New Orleans next season, it's a disappointment. And if you're upset about that, guys, it's a badge of honor. You have upgraded this organization to that level of expectation where anything less, to me, is a disappointment. Now, we want to know where you're at on this. 248-539-9797. Ben Johnson's back. Expectations are back. It's 97.1. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Alex Anzalone, you tell us, where are the goalposts? Last year it was win your division. Win that home playoff game for some. Mission accomplished. Next season, though, the bar is higher. It is. And with Ben Johnson coming back, with this being a young football team, nothing's promised, nothing's guaranteed, but the expectation to me is that you go further, that you were in New Orleans. The goalposts are going to be set in the end zone, inside that dome in New Orleans. See, I have the goalpost set to getting back to the NFC Championship game because another reason that I'm looking at this is it then tells me consistency. It tells me that you're not a a, a one-year wonder. It means you have the staying power that you can get back, and now you're in the upper tier, that you're always going to be considered as a Super Bowl contender. Get back to the NFC title game. Now, after next season... I will agree with you and say, if you make it back there, it's Super Bowl or bust. But show me that you can follow up this year, next year. And I, it's not to take away from their accomplishments no, this year. I, 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 I'm not I, accusing I'm not you saying, of that. No, no. I, listen, I, some people will take it Cookies, however they want to that's not for it. you. That's for the people out there that are trying to angrily text the show right now. It's not saying I'm taking away from anything. Making it back to the NFC title game is consistency because it's hard to do. Ask the Eagles. Okay, they went to Super Bowl. Thought they were going to win the thing. They were this close, and they didn't make it out the first round of the playoffs. Right, but for as much runway as we think the Lions have, and I think there's quite a bit of runway. They're a young team. They have the cap space to keep their own and keep upgrading. Brad Holmes, keep finding dudes. They're going to win a lot of games moving forward. But however long you think the runway is, I'm going to tell you, it's it's not as long as you think it is. Because your offensive line, how much longer are they going to be elite? How much longer is Ben Johnson well, going to be here? How long until you have to churn the roster over? How long until all that cap space gets sopped up by paying Hutch, Sewell, St. Brown, and the Goff extension? My point is, you're not 
five-year windows are rare. Oh, no, no, no. This I'm... may be two or three years where you've got the sweet spot. You're going to be competitive beyond that, but the sweet spot might be a two- or three-year window while you still have Johnson, while yeah. guys are still on their rookie deals, while you can maximize your cap space. You're this, right. This is the year to go win the Super Bowl. Jim, you're right, because re-watching the game, like in the, in the second half, it, it's why I say, you know what, one of the things you may want to go after, figure out what you're going to do with Jackson, is, you know, he gets hurt a lot, rag now. It was the interior of the line that got blown up. When all of a sudden, from the fumble of Jameer Gibbs, they they met him at the line. They literally just threw. Well, he never had the ball. No, but I'm saying, like, all the plays, yeah. like, the the all of a sudden, that line that held up so well in the first half got blown up in the interior in the second half on all the key plays. If you go back and watch them, you had Niners that were beating the offensive lineman. That wasn't happening. So you need to fix that. But, yes, the five-year run, I'm not talking about that, but I do think your window is probably at least another two years, which is what consistency. Get back there, and once you're back at the table, make your own luck. You can't win it unless you're there. I get it. All right, where are you guys putting the goalposts? Let's get to Mike. You're on 97.1. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, Mike. I tried to um, call the show Friday because I had a question, and Mike was there, and he, was, he had said that Ben Johnson was an excellent uh, choice. And my question was going to be to him, well, why did you – what makes him that choice? There's been a lot of guys. And let me say this first of all. I'm not surprised he stayed, but I'm happy as hell he stayed. Mm-hmm. But my question is that a lot of people have been, quote, unquote, the next person, you know, being an offensive coordinator, and people just tend to say that that person is supposed to be a head coach. I've not once heard Ben Johnson say that. I can look at Quint, I mean, our defensive coordinator, and he acts the part, not to say that it's a difference. But I, I want to say this about the defense, because that's what I was most impressed with. I've been watching football a long time, and I have never seen it where a team did not have a number one defensive back and no pass rush and almost make it to the Super Bowl. So with what he did with that talent that's on that defense has been taken very lightly because that defense, the, t- the type of talent that goes up against you to get to the Super Bowl, those coaches know that that's their weakness. And having said that, yeah. So my question is this. In order for me to say what I'm, my expectations are for next year, the general manager is going to have to – that's all his focus needs to be. And then once he makes all these decisions prior to pre- preseason – I'll let you know whether or not it's, it's final two. I'm, I'm more final two, making it to the final four, than just saying Super Bowl or bust. But that general manager, buddy, last year, okay, I'm happy with what you did. But the defense, that's all I want you to talk about, Mr. Holmes, is defense. Defensive backs, I need some athletes up front that can get to the quarterback. These young quarterbacks in the lead now, huh, you better come at me or we going to mm-hmm. roast you. No, Mike, I'm, right. I'm with you because that really, I mean, people talk about the going forward and all of that. Yeah. I'll give TJ Lang full credit because he was the only one that mentioned it before the game. He was worried. On Friday's show, he was like, Brock Purdy breaking containment and running. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy was over under seven and a half yards rushing. Easiest money ever made. <laughs> he, he rushed for over 50 yards. They took some away from the kneel downs. But, yeah, he broke containment, and you didn't have the athletes to go out there and get him. That wasn't Lamar. 248-539-9797. We have Chris. You're next up. Chris, you're on 
Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Chris. Hey, so what I want to say is, I'm not. Obviously, we're all upset about the result of the game, but especially after the news today, Ben Johnson staying, we have such a bright future. Not just because of him, but because of the culture that we established. People want to be here. People want to come here. And now I think it's the time that we make a splash. I'm already looking forward to next year. I'm already looking at free agency saying what moves can we make. Honestly, we have some free agents coming up on the roster. You have Josh Reynolds, who's a free agent. No emotion behind what happened in the game. I think that we let him go. I think we can get an upgrade there. There's a lot of good receivers out there, but we only need one. Some of our offensive linemen, Jonah Jackson, Vitae. Glasgow. I think we can spare him. CJ, GJ. I think that we can spare him. I think we keep Glasgow. I think we keep Glasgow. But our positions of strength, our, our uh, safeties, and our O-line, I think that's where we can shed a little bit of salary, where we don't need to keep everybody. Yeah, I, see, I don't see C.J. Gardner-Johnson you get back. one big receiver, and then the rest spend on defense. You, Rico, was your point? Yeah, I, I don't see C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back. I mean – what he did in that game showed me he's the opposite of what Ben Johnson just did. Ben Johnson just put the team above his own thing. You put your own personal beef with Debo. Like, yeah, you still scored a touchdown. But when Rodrigo gets Rodriguez gets the interception, and then you blindside Debo because what? You're angry at him for some reason? That that was just dumb. That what, what are you doing? Well, and did you see Dan Campbell before the game acknowledge that there was you know, some beef. He just said, as long as you don't commit a 15-yard penalty. And that's what, and that's the that's the thing he did is commit a dumb, selfish 15-yard right, penalty. Bl- and it was a punk move. You blindsided yeah. somebody. Like, you didn't even go up, and it wasn't one of those battles where you two are swinging at each and other. And you just kept going past the whistle. It wasn't right. that. He's standing there. You're 10 yards past the play, and you blindside him and then pull the Tayshaun Prince. What, 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 me? Yes, it was you. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't see him bringing him back. No, he, he plays the villain role. He did the ski mask. I think it's time to move on and upgrade that position. All right. We're setting goalposts expectations for the next season. Ben Johnson back all of the sadness of Sunday. It doesn't undo it, but it softens the blow. It's 97 one. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He's back. Turning down NFL overtures to be a head coach. Ben Johnson staying as the Lions OC. 
your reaction to that and the expectation for the upcoming season. We are setting the goalposts. Let's get to the phones. Let's get to Ryan. You're on 97.1. How's it going, fellas? What's up? Hey, Ryan. Rico, I think you nailed it. Our goal next year has to be the number one seed. I don't think you can ever really make goals for the postseason because as we just witnessed, the playoffs are crazy. Anything can happen at any time. But your goal from now on for at least the next two, three years to put yourself in the best position to get to that Super Bowl. If you get there at that point and you're the number one seed, then it's Super Bowl or bust. But until you can get that home field advantage that Detroit offers, you know, I just I, I want to see consistency. But that number one seed has to be the goal. It's, we have to get that home field because that advantage is huge. Say I'm with Ryan because when you look at Lions history, I'll use this history. You don't win on the road in the playoffs. Now that's not a slight, but that's just sixty-six years. It's historical. So yes, we saw what the crowds looked like at Ford Field. The decimal levels, everybody's fired up. The light show, everything. Oh, it's a real advantage. One seed. Let's go. Now you put yourself in the best spot to get to the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. Schedule's going to be harder next year. You play a first-place schedule. Don't care. You could be as good and lose an extra game here or an extra game there. You might not get multiple home playoff games. That's kind of Dan Campbell's point about the harsh reality of the NFL. Rico, if this team gets back in, you're not always going to get to play at home. You're going to have to win some road games. And that's why I sit one seed or back to the NFC title game because it's not an easy road. Saying Super Bowl sounds great. And I think you may be a little emotional right now, and I'm telling you, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. I think there's a handful of teams that go into the season expecting, uh, not expecting because you can't expect a Super Bowl. But No, they they expect. Kansas City expects a Super Bowl. And if they don't get there, here's loss. Well, yeah, there's only one way to have a successful season for Kansas City. It's like Alabama and college football. Yeah, if you don't win a national, or Georgia, you don't win a national title, I don't care about a 12-win year. I would say your Niners are another team. They've been there a couple times now. They've, They've gone to all these... The expectation for them is Super Bowl or bust. You start looking around. I think for Josh Allen, Super Bowl or bust. Buffalo Bills fans have been to the Super Bowl four times. Got to win it. Super Bowl or bust. Lamar, the only way to really get this playoff thing off your back, not to win an individual playoff game, is to win a Super Bowl. See, I think for Lamar and I think for them, for the for the Ravens, I can't speak for Ravens fans, they hit a goalpost this year. They made it to the AFC Championship sure. game because they normally are bounced out in the first but, round. But what do you think their goal is for next season? Win the whole thing, right? Their coach has done it. They got this great defense. They've got a quarterback that they believe right. in. But here's here's the do thing. It. Baltimore and the Ravens have been around for a while. They've been a disappointment. They're like the Bills. They've been a disappointment. You're still new kid on the block. Show me consistency. Get back to the game. And then I'll, I'll say, okay, you know what? You're here to stay. I think you will be, but give me the consistency. Let's get back there. The point I would argue is the Lions have looked the part. They were in the NFC title game. They were up big in the NFC title game, and that wasn't a fluke that they got up three scores. No, it wasn't a fluke. No. This team is every bit good enough to be in the NFC title game again. They were good enough to win the NFC title this year. They're good enough to win the NFC next year and be in the Super Bowl. But as you just said, it's going to be difficult. Sure. Gotta play a tougher schedule, so get back to the NFC because that means you are really battle tested and you went through a whole lot more than Rico, you went through this year. Rico, if they achieve the same thing that they did this year, 
I don't think people will feel the same way. This year was new. It was okay, fun. Let, it was magical. Next year would feel like they held serve and didn't make progress see, and wasted one of the years of the window. See, I think you're confusing the terms. We're saying where is the goalpost? I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all. I'm saying that's the benchmark that I'm setting. Now, once you're there, exceed it. The benchmark this year, make the playoffs. You got there. You exceeded it. I'm not setting the limitations saying just make it the NFC title game and that's the best you can do. No, I'm not saying get back there and then you can exceed that. I don't want to set the goalpost at a level that would just be satisfactory. I want to set the goalpost at something that would actually satisfy me in a way that this year didn't. I think it would be difficult to do, and I think that would satisfy you because now they're no, there. No, I feel like they got to the na- same no, no. damn place and didn't get no, any further. No, because now they have experience, and they hopefully they've learned how to finish a game, and then you'll get your goal. You know, Jim, asking for Super Bowl or bust is kind of a double-edged sword because they could actually be a better team next year and not go as far. Correct. Because other that, teams get well, to get well, better, too. Welcome to life at the top of the sport. I think the Lions are at the top of the sport with other teams vying for Super Bowl or bust. I, guys, tell me if I'm out of line. Let's go to the phones. Phil in Detroit. You're on 97.1. Yo. What's up, man? What's up, Rico? What up, Cookies? What's hey, up? Phil. Okay, Cookies, um, you're missing out. I think you're missing a point of what Rico was saying. There's too many variables that play into to, uh, into what you're saying, and believe me, I want them to make it to the Super Bowl. But this is where Rico is trying to keep it in a uh, rational, logical uh, uh, state of mind. What did we do this year that most teams didn't have to deal with? Tell me. We didn't have an injured quarterback. Mm-hmm. We did, our quarterback wasn't injured, and. This, there's so many variables. You don't know what the record's going to be. You don't know who your opponent's going to be. You don't know what injuries injuries we may or may not face. So to say Super Bowl or bust, I get it. I'm confident, too. But the consistency, like Rico was saying, is what you have to show. So if you get there through any other type of, uh, of, of, of hurdles, then you're doing good. Uh, right now, I'm a little distraught the fact that Bridgewater has retired. So now... If if Bob by chance get hurt next year, who are we going to turn to? Who are we going to fall back on? Because I can't say that I'm overly confident that Hooker's going to go out there and perform to the level that we need him to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's there's some things that you're not considering. There's some things that you're not putting in front of you to say, okay. Well, all I would yeah, say we're, there. we're at the top of the food chain. Yes. I get it. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. that's I'm what sorry. I'm trying. No, that's, that's what I'm trying to say is that they're the top of the food chain, and and you talk about we could do the backup quarterback conversation if you want. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't have a viable backup. Kansas City doesn't have a viable backup. Most teams don't have a viable backup. I, I don't want that to really enter into this conversation at all. He said, "Get back and get back and keep getting back." I don't want to be consistently just short of winning a Super Bowl. I don't want to consistently get to the NFC title game and then watch somebody else celebrate two weeks of build up and lead up and win the Super Bowl. That's not enough. Once you get a taste, you got to get further. You do have to get further. Jim, what I'm saying is if you can make it there, then you're one of the elite teams. And now you go out there and and, and hopefully you catch the breaks and you get to that next. I'm not saying stop right there. I'm saying to consistently like. Looking at what the Chiefs have done 
phenomenal. They're always in the AFC Championship game. They give themselves a chance to get to the Super Bowl. You look at what the Niners have done. They've made a bunch, but you know what? They've lost a bunch of those games, too. Consistency is where I'm going with this team. Yes, you're a great team. Do it again and do it again. That's what you want to see out of the NFL, not just Oh, you know, you're this, you know, you're you're like the Jags one year where you're the hot team or like if the Texans all of a sudden fall off and we're thinking, oh, they're going to be around for a while. Well, actually, no, they weren't. Or the Falcons. Hey, they made it to the Super Bowl and they never went back again. That's what you don't want. You want to be a part of the teams that are always there, that are that you can pencil and say, you know what? They always have four. They're like in the top five of Super Bowl odds. That's what you want to be. No, I don't want to be in the group of teams that are close. I want to be the team that finishes. And this year they didn't. And this was still a success because of. Bro, you may need to move to Kansas City. Because <laughs> that's about the only team that I feel that strongly about. Well, the guy that was sitting in the seat here yesterday said if they played Kansas City, they would have won the game. And I don't think there was a lot of people that disagreed with it. So the idea that Kansas City is the only one allowed to have those expectations, I reject that. They beat Kansas City, yes. But that was a different Kansas City team. That was a different Lions team. I think it would be a very entertaining Super Bowl uh-huh. if they played. I think Kansas City, if I saw the future odds, Kansas City I think was favored by four and a half points in that game. You want Sup- consistency. Sup- NFC title. Super Bowl or bust. Okay. NFC title or bust. You tell us. 97-1. No doubt the biggest story in the NFL today, the Commanders will not hire Ben Johnson. He informed them he's staying to chase a Super Bowl. What else is going on, Kenny? I think it it tells you I'm right. They're pushing the envelope. I'm going to watch this team. Can I just say pass? In football today. Brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavored Crust Pizza. Touchdown, Detroit Black Guy. Exactly. Jim, you brought up the Super Bowl just now. I just wanted to get your opinion on this. I know you and Mike are going to do a a cash the ticket deep dive on the Super Bowl at some point. Uh, But the line's been bouncing around. It is now at two. Costa, Rico, what's your early read on the Super Bowl? Are we really doing this again? Mahomes is an underdog? Yes. How many times we need to learn this lesson? I mean, I think he's 11-1 in games that he's the underdog in the playoffs. He will be after this one. I think he's 10-1-1. Okay. Then yeah, I mean this this is one where yeah, it's it's hard to bet against him. I know everybody's probably thinking, "Oh, yeah, the Niners." Yeah, that's that I would have felt better in a rematch against the Ravens because there were a lot of tip passes for interceptions early in that game and then it got away from them. But the Chiefs and their game plan is just go up early and suffocate you. And that's how they're winning. Travis Kelsey's revived his career. He went from just nothing. It's one of those, what does Vegas know? I think this is going to come down to a last-second field goal, but it's hard to bet against Mahomes. I will, but it's hard to do. Well, think about this, too. The headline is going to be Mahomes. It's Kansas City's defense. Number two in the NFL. The whole formula has been keep it low scoring, keep giving 15 the ball, and eventually his team will end up with more than the other. Yeah. I mean, it's the way Mahomes can break containment. And it's never dead. Just when you think your defense called up the perfect defense, he scrambles around, you go chase after him, and he throws it down the field for 30 yards. If you don't, he runs for 30 yards. And, of course, when David decides to take a couple of days off, a couple of Pittsburgh stories end up dropping. Um, Art Rooney speaks on Mike Tomlin's extension, saying it's they're working their way towards finishing it. How safe is Mike Tomlin right now after a – 
down year for for the Steelers in terms of Pittsburgh's expectations? I think he's very safe. I mean, Pittsburgh is kind of like Detroit. It's one of those jobs. It's hard to get fired. Like it, it's a family business, and Tomlin is a member of the family. Kenny, it's a reason why I think they've only had three coaches. That's it. Like Chuck Knoll, uh, uh, Bill Cower, Cower, and then Tomlin. But they also survive these massively high expectations. They constantly want to be in the playoffs. They constantly want to be talked about as a Super Bowl-type team. That always hasn't been the case, but Mike Tomlin has survived it all. Tomlin has. He looks broken. He looks like he's tired. I thought he was going to walk away. You bring in Arthur Smith to run your offensive, your as your OC to run the offense. I think that may help. You can lean on him. He was a head coach, even though he wasn't a great one. I don't have to do all the heavy lifting. He'll survive. And that's what I was going to bring up next is oh. the Arthur Smith hire. Sorry about no, that. No, you're good. No, you're it good. makes sense. I mean, run first offense in Atlanta and in Tennessee. Yeah. Dear Najee, suit up. Well, and, and a healthy diet of both uh, Najee and, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? The other running back that they really leaned on this season, too, splitting the carries. They're going to run the ball so they don't have to lean on Kenny Pickett. Okay. Jalen Warren. How about this? Go get a quarterback. Just in this Kenny Pickett experiment, go get a real quarterback. He's not the guy. He will never be the guy. This is almost like a spike quarterback thing. Like somebody's going to prove a point. No, no, he's really that good. No, he's not. You're never going to win with him. Go get a real quarterback. Elevate yourself from a 9-win team to an 11-12-win team. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm monitoring everything that's going on in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm Minnesota. If field, if field is available, that's who you want to go get. I, I agree. Field's dynamic. See, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to get let go because Minnesota saw what it's like out there, and it was cold. <laughs> and it's not just because Minnesota is in the middle of nowhere. It was cold out there with those other quarterbacks they had. Good point. They didn't have anything. And Cousins' value, not him being shirtless, pounding the drum, but just the fact that our other quarterbacks were bums. Rico, once again, copying off my notes because Art Rooney also said <laughs> the Steelers, quote, still feel good about Kenny Pickett and they're still interested in Mason Rudolph's return. So I'm taking it that that's not what you think they should be doing right no. now. No. I, I mean, that's just rubbish versus garbage. Like, you don't win in that situation. Neither quarterback is good. You're Pittsburgh. Imagine if you had a middle-tier quarterback, how far you would go. That you don't have to sit there. Well, let's hope that Kenny Pickett doesn't. No, no, no. Still get a quarterback. Somebody other than those two. The competition for those two, who can get out of town faster? So I read this stat the other day going back to the Super Bowl that four years ago and now there's 12, only 12, between the two teams, only 12 returning starters from the team four years ago that will be back for this Super Bowl. What does this say about how you construct a roster built to succeed in the NFL? Not for long. Just when you think you've got the nucleus, two, three years later, it's going to be a lot of new faces. Win while you can. What it tells me is, is that you don't get too loyal to a player, that there, there are no sacred cows, that, oh, we can't win without we, – we got to have this guy on the team. No, we don't. I can find somebody new. I can find somebody younger. I can find somebody cheaper. That's what the good GMs do. You don't pay everybody. You have a nice run with a player, but when the run is over – you send them on their way, and you draft their replacement. Uh, some foreshadowing for Detroit. Uh, yes. I mean, because if not, 
you end up buying all your players and you keep the band together and now you're you, you become the saints so this is per fox it was the fourth most watched non-super bowl the nfc title game fourth non-watched nfl game on fox and it was the most viewed nfc championship game since 2012 what do you think accounts for this is it simply the lions were america's team yeah i mean is everybody that, is that, did you I see those that? maps everybody and their mother was rooting for the lions well, across the country think about it wasn't it the round before the highest tv yeah. ratings for the divisional round and the week before the highest ratings for the wild card round the common theme the detroit lions and you know what as a lions fan here's what you want you want to be so consistent because right now it was the novelty you yes. were new i'm tired of seeing these same teams over and over again who is this Dan Campbell? He's a funny guy. I kind of like this team. Oh, Jerry Goff's the underdog. When you're good enough, then people get tired of you. And they don't want to see you anymore. And now it's like, oh, my God, Dan Campbell again. You know what? Let somebody else play, not the, not the Lion. That's the goal yes. that you want to achieve. So, but yes, Kenny, I, I think a lot of it is, A, it's football. Okay? Let's just be real. It's title football, so everybody's watching. And, you know, the it was better than the first game. First game was horrible. And I, I kind of like the announcers in this game. There was a lot of things that went on. but And the Lions, the novelty factor, they wanted to see who's going to play the Chiefs. Rico, mm-hmm. make it an even hat trick. Uh, that game happens to be the last four. Greg Olson in the booth we were just talking about the announcers. <laughs> How does he do this? It's likely that Tom Brady takes over. That's the speculation. It seems like that's where we're going here. What do you think of that? I actually kind of like Greg Olson in the booth. I think it's a travesty because you're handing it over to Brady. And just because Brady was great on the field does not mean Brady's going to be... Brady will be great in the booth. You have a commodity... I love Olsen. I love what he brings. I would not take him away from this. I would let Brady kind of earn his way to the top instead of just handing him the crown and say, well, you're going to be the goat in the broadcasting. Yeah, didn't work out too great for Romo. Okay? We all grew tired of him. Very quickly. And I don't know if Brady's in this for the longevity, but Olsen, like, he's built for this. Rico, you're 100% right. But unfortunately, because of what they're paying Tom Brady, He's not going to be on the second, the B team or the C okay, team. But they're going to the feel, because of the money, they're going to feel obligated to put him on the A team. And you're right. It's not fair to, to Greg Olson because he might be the best analyst in the NFL right now. How many stories is Brady going to want to share? He's a private person. Yeah. So in a, in a crap game, he's not going to sit there and give you some dirt on, hey, let me tell you about Belichick. One time we were doing this. Uh, well, you know, I just have a strict diet of this, and I do this, and I hang out in privacy. Hey, Tom, what about this? I don't want to talk about that. Tom, you actually get paid to talk now. Nah, I don't. I'm just don't. I'm not comfortable talking about that right now. And that is your in football today. <laughs> Valenny with the day off. He sounds like death. So sitting in today. Hi guys. We're talking about Ben Johnson. We're talking about the Lions. We're talking about softening the blow that was Sunday night. I'm a little confused that Ben Johnson didn't take a head coaching job, but I'm not complaining. You would have thought, and it felt like a foregone conclusion, yeah. that he was going to get a job. He interviewed with, like, what, four, five? felt like five or six different teams, and Washington seemed to be waiting on him 
only for him to say, that's good. I'm happy in Detroit. I got unfinished business. I'm chasing a Super Bowl. It's a lot of money to turn down. That's a career opportunity that he's turning down. And it says a lot about how he feels about the Lions organization, about their chances going into next season. And it's opened up our conversation about expectations. Super Bowl or bust, it's what Alex Anzalone said. I echoed it. Enrico said, you're being emotional, Jim. It's you're, you're Consistency. Is that the C word you were, you were using? Consistency. Make it back to the NSC title game next year. Show me you could do it two years in a row. That's a difficult thing to do. Not a lot of teams can make just the, the championship game, NFC or AFC, but because you play in the NFC, can you make it back there two years in a row? You do that, and okay, you put yourself in a whole new stratosphere. But right now, follow this year up. Set, get, get back to the big boy table again. Because it's going to be a lot harder next year. It's not going to feel as good to get to the same spot. See, I think it will because I think next year you're going to be more battle-tested. Where this year, you benefited from a schedule that was advantageous to you. Next year, you're going to have to go and play some tough teams. you got to play some tough teams on the road. Not to say you can't win those games, but man, getting back there means you knocked off a whole lot of teams to get there. So, yeah, back to the NFC title game, consistency, and then exceed expectations. Just like this year, get to the playoffs. They got to the playoffs, and then they exceeded our expectation. Do you feel like this year was a failure? No, I don't. No. Why? Because they, ex- they hit the goal, and they exceeded the goal. If you leave it as Super Bowl or bust, that's it. There's you no just, leeway. Just say it. You think I'm setting myself up to be let down. Yeah, there's no leeway. There's no place to go but down. And I understand that when we, like, we used to do this with the Tigers, World Series or bust. I miss those days. You understood the assignment. That meant there's only one team that wins it. More likely than not, you will bust. You'll be disappointed. It will be a failed season. Whatever word you want to use. But what I would tell you is I miss the days of having a team in this city that we could say that about. It was a badge of honor to have a baseball team good enough that you could only be satiated by winning a championship. I think the Lions have entered that conversation where they are good enough. They, they were so close on Sunday. And the thought here is you're bringing the band back with the cap space to add a couple key pieces and to draft a couple more key pieces. And before you got to pay everybody, next year lines up New Orleans Goalposts Super Bowl. 248 539 By the way, before we get to the callers, um, Amon Ross St. Brown is no longer a snub for the Pro Bowl. There you go. He's a replacement. He's going to be replacing A.J. Brown. And another lion is headed to the Pro Bowl. Want to take a guess? Yeah, I think I saw this, so. Yeah. I'd like to jank myself. Yeah, me, me too, actually. I oh, already Jameer know. Gibbs. Yeah. yeah, for Christian McCaffrey. Replacing Christian McCaffrey. So. Let's get to Jerome. Jerome, how you feeling? You're on 97.1. Thank you for taking my call. I'm, I'm proud of the Lions. I listen to you guys every day. But I think moving the goalposts is the thing to do. Because this year we was able to get to the NFC championship game without really having a great defense. And I feel that if we improve the defense, we're going to be able to go to the Super Bowl. That's that's my feeling. Okay. So you're going with the Super Bowl. That's the new goalpost. Right. That should be the new goalpost. And to achieve it, we need to, uh, you know, draft, trade, or whatever we need to do to upgrade the defense. 
Because I know that wasn't the only reason why they lost that game, but that was the main reason to me why they lost it. You look at back at NFL history, the championships was won with defense. We yeah, gotta I mean, improve that. And uh, we do that. So Jerome, they gave up twenty seven points in the second half. So I don't I don't want to let the defense off the hook, but when Gibbs fumbles the ball in in his own territory and gives him a short field, when a ball bounces off a face mask fortuitously into Ayuk's hands, sets him up for a gimme touchdown. Like it was a series of mistakes. I don't know that the defense played poorly in that game. That doesn't mean you you sit and stand pat. I think you're right. They probably need to give Aiden a buddy. A real corner. They they wanted Mosley this season. He just wasn't healthy. They wanted Johnson for most of the year. He wasn't healthy. You're probably going to need someone else in the defensive backfield. Another guy up front on the defensive line. Keep the assembly line on your O line going. Probably going to need to keep investing in that group. You you can't sit you can't sit tight because well, everybody else tight. is getting better too. Yeah, I was about to say as Paul came in during the break yelling at us. Everybody else gets better as well. So it's not like you're just the only team that's improving in the offseason. Everybody else is saying, we need to tweak this. We need to do this better. Same stuff they're saying in Baltimore, Miami, Dallas, Philly. They're trying to make changes to get back there. But my thing is get back to that table. Get back to the NFC title game. And then you take your chances from there and see what happens. Maybe next year you get all the fluke plays. Art and Monroe, you're on 97-1. Hey, guys, loving this show. And I got a couple thoughts. The players darn well better be playing, saying Super Bowl of us. I'd be kicked off if I heard different. But as a fan, I believe the goalpost has to be getting back to the championship game. And let me share with you why. At home, the Rams, Seattle, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Tampa, Buffalo, on the road, San Francisco, Dallas, Arizona, Houston, Indianapolis, plus the division games. I contend that if they get back to the championship, that would be a better accomplishment than what they did this year, given what they have to go through in the hopes of staying injury-free. And with that said, guys, they have to improve uh, in some areas this year. I'm scared to death that we ain't going to be able to keep both Glasgow and uh, Jackson. And and then I'm I'm hoping – that Brad Holmes shows us that he's willing to uh, take a risk on a high-priced player that might not be a uh, uh, all-American citizen, but a heck of a player that can that can blend in and and help our defense. Uh, because 31 points, uh, cookies, you guys, 31 points should have been enough to win a game. If if you had been told before the season that you would put up 31 points in the NFC Championship game, we would have been real happy. So so that, to me, tells me everything. Yeah, Art, I hear you. I hear you. 31 should have been enough. They, they should have won that game. It'll eat at you forever. I know it's one I don't think I'll ever get over. That close. But it, it softens the ball a little bit knowing you're going to have Ben Johnson back in the fold and you're going to keep this offense top five in the sport. And if 31 wasn't enough, maybe next year you need 34. Well, and, and I and I think they are built to do that. They were built to score 100 in that game. I mean, they couldn't be stopped in the first half. Here's, here's the other thing, that maybe next year. And see, I, I do think that this is, um, I think it's a culture thing. I think because of Dan Campbell and playing on the offensive line, it's a lot like when you talk to TJ. It's a lot like when you talk to John Jansen. They don't respect kickers. Hmm. Go out and get a kicker. Go out and get somebody 
who you could line up and kick you a 50-yard or anything in the 50-yard line that you could say, you know what, that's money in the bank, he's going to make it. And you don't always have to go for it. It was obvious you didn't trust your guys. So go get a kicker. Quit being stubborn. You and Mike talked about Campbell and the decisions and the gambles yesterday. Did you guys see what Tom Brady said about those decisions? I did. Okay. I want I want to share that with people next. Not to derail the conversation, but it just I saw this this might fit in here. We'll keep taking your phone calls on expectations and the Ben Johnson news. Tom Brady's words on Dan Campbell's decisions in the NFC title game. We'll get to that next. It's 971. 971. What are you ooing and eyeing at over there? Jerry Jones will not commit to Dak Prescott's contract extension. Got one year left. This is it. He's going to gamble. Make or break. Speaking of the gambles, news of the day is Ben Johnson, by the way. He's back. Told the commanders, thanks, but no thanks. I'm happy in Detroit. They were going to fly today to meet with him and Aaron Glenn. He said, don't bother. I'm happy. There was also the report from Schefter that he had a, a high asking price that spooked some teams mm-hmm. that had previously been you know, discussed. Why did he price himself out of the job? It's kind of confusing, but I'm not complaining. He's back, and the Lions' expectations are sky-high going into next season. We've been trying to set that bar, 248-539-9797. The gamble thing. Tom Brady weighed in on Dan Campbell's decisions in the NFC Championship game. Quote, they were aggressive all year, and when you are and it doesn't work, obviously it hurts you. It hurt them yesterday. I would have taken the points. I've been in those situations, and I think it was an opportunity to put pressure on the 49ers to make big plays, end quote. I agree. Rewatching the game, it goes against what Dan Campbell did, but I do think that as you get more knowledge on something, you can change your perspective. And I think that for Campbell, we got bogged down, man. We, we we heard all the analytics of the win percentage and the win rate if you do this and you do that. And you know what we lost out on the two main numbers? The score and the time of the game. And I can promise you, if you have more points when the clock hits zero, there's a 100% chance you're going to win. Kenny, can you double-check that for us? Let me, let me do some research. I'll okay. check back with you. You had a 17-point lead. If you kick three field goals in the second half, you win the game. Or you at least have the ball with three minutes, to, with all things being equal, all the fluky stuff happens. But you just kick the field goals. You have the ball with three minutes to go, and a field goal wins you the game, a touchdown puts the game away. Okay, And we talked about it on, on the pregame I, I, show. You wanted the ball with that time. I also wanted Campbell to go for it. I talked about it on the pregame show. In a spot where you're going against a great offense on the road, I don't want to be kicking field goals. Now, the expectation wasn't that you'd have a 14-point lead or a 17-point lead that you're trying to nurse. at this point, you're playing keep away. No, you're playing to win. And as soon as you start playing keep away and you start turtling, you lose what got you there in the first place. See, see, that's the thing. Uh, The whole grit. you got to always be going for it. No, no. Be a smart coach because I can't. A Bill Belichick is going. That's why Brady said that. Because they were just going to take the field goals. We got the 17-point lead. You got to come after us. We're not coming down to your level. Rico, but I think, okay, Tom's not doing this, but there are a lot of people that went low-hanging fruit 
with Campbell's calls. They weren't fourth and seven YOLOs. This was these were short yardage. Correct. Fourth and two, fourth and three. Dan Campbell on the season, fourth and three or less in enemy territory, had converted 18 of 21. It was what they did. It's who they are. It gave them an edge all season, and they should have converted the first. It's a drop by Josh Reynolds. The second one ties the game. He's playing to win the game in the NFC title, not to tie and extend the game. He's playing to win the game and go to the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. You kick the field goals. with. You start off. You got a 17-point lead. If they score, they're going to run out of time, and they won't be able to catch you. Now, it's not turtling. There was a lot of time left. It's not turtling. It's playing smart. It's using the clock to your advantage because you're on the road with a gigantic lead. I don't have to take any chances. You do. There was a lot of time, both the first one in the third quarter and the second one in the fourth quarter. If there were two minutes left and you could go up two scores, you do it. But there's so much time left. Play to extend the The drive, to get to the end zone, to win the game. Here it is. They came down. They kicked the field goal. It was a 14-point game. You matched their field goal. And now it's 17. It's 17 again. And you got what? At that point, 22 minutes left in the game. All the pressure's on them. And that's Brady's point. I will go back to just going down swinging the way you did it all season long. I don't think each of those decisions were detrimental. No, it's not I, detrimental. I, I, I think, Jim, and, and, and I think people have made this about the momentum shifting. Momentum really shifts over the series of plays. If Campbell and, and company don't get the fourth and two, but they don't give up a 51-yard play to Ayuk, if Gibbs doesn't fumble the ball, like those plays but no, were no, the most pivotal plays. Those said. are the ones that lost momentum. But, Jim, here's the thing. Just because that's what you always did, it's okay to evolve and change who you are as a person. They were good You're not deci- the same person I, that you were three years I ago. Know. You evolved. But, Rico, they were good decisions in season. And it was a good decision right. in the biggest game to make what? them again. This wasn't in season. This was a Super Bowl. You, okay, no one saw a 17-point lead. So you know what? Hey, guys, here's the thing. Let's just score points and make them chase us. Let's not help them because every time you went for it and didn't get it, you helped them. That was the risk. And, and I thought, and I thought the reward them. was worth it because you're chasing the Super Bowl. Or anyway. you just score the points and make them chase you. And you know what happens? Now, as the game gets closer, They're in panic mode. They're in desperation mode. And you're just, hey, we got the clock on our side. So there's Brady's perspective. Let's get back to the phones. We've got Mark on a cell. Mark, you're on 97.1. Hey, how you doing, fella? Hey, Mark. Listen, you know what? I'm a longtime fan of the show. I was helped into this, listening to the show when Jamie was around. Um, you know, Rico, when, when Mike was looking for another partner, um, and he was working the show by himself, you know, I was okay with it. And then he brought you on and it changed the whole show. I hope that's a good thing. I was waiting it for the butt. Okay. <laughs> I hated you know, every minute. You know, you know, it's been God. ruined ever since. No. You know, it is a good thing. We lost uh, some producers and some engineers, and we got to, we brought some other guys on. And, uh, okay. you know, I listen to the show from, you know, 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. every day. Appreciate, um, I appreciate that, yeah, Mark. So, so where's what, the where goal post for this yeah. team? Well, you know, let me say the first thing. I like Greg Olson, and that's the end of that. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, uh, you know, I'm a bandwagon guy. 
I've, I have, I've never really been a big Lions fan. All my, all my friends, my best friends, have been diehards. Mm-hmm. Mark, we need you to land the plane. Where are you at with the Lions? I'm happy with the way you guys were able to take us through the, uh, uh, the playoffs. And my goalpost were you guys being able to enjoy calling the playoffs. Mark, we appreciate it. Um, it's been a fun journey for Lions fans. It's a ride you don't want to stop, though. So let's look ahead to next season. Let's get to Scott. Scott, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's up? So I'm going to lean towards um, a bust as far as for next year because I'm going to touch on some of the things Rico's brought up. Schedule this year was one of the easiest in the league, so they, they faced a lot of quarterbacks that weren't able to re- really make that defense pay the price. So I actually think they were worse than what the statistics told. And I also feel like in any division, you're always going to go with the best quarterback in any division. Mahomes, for example, that's why he's going to dominate the AFC West like he has been. Brady, for example, all those years. And I don't I think you probably thought when Aaron Rodgers left that that was going to be their division for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Love, you guys, <laughs> is a top three talent. And I think that Packers team is probably going to be favored next year to win that division. And so when you can't win your division or you're struggling to get out of your own division, that just sets you up for always having to just fight for a wild card or scraping to make Scott, the playoffs. Scott, I think Green Bay clearly found something in love. I'm not going to put them on the Rodgers or Favre tier, but they found something with love, and I'll give them that. But why should they be the favorites next season over the Lions? Because I think they were better defensively. Um, I saw in the divisional round how they didn't have a half like the Lions did where San Francisco just scored what was a 27 unanswered points. Yep. They didn't allow that. It was just basically a Green Bay had the last, what was it, last seven minutes of the fourth quarter where, they, where Jordan Love just had his two worst possessions that he had had in like six weeks, but he saved them for that worst well, of see, the time. Here's, here's what I would say, Scott, is the fact that they came in here to Ford Field Thanksgiving Day, no Aaron Jones, and beat you. Yeah, well, it goes and, both ways. Detroit went into Green no, no, Bay but, early but, in but the But the, they got better as the year went on. Oh, no, on. they, they so did. this was a Detroit team that all of a sudden you had Jameer. You had – all of a sudden Laporta was that top. And they walked in here, and they they beat you. It wasn't fluky. It wasn't a trick play. And there was no Aaron Jones. I, it was I, it was one of those like, whoa, did that just I, – I gave out the BOGO that day. I thought you had this game. On the subject of the Packers, I think this is another example of where the Lions are at. In the past, if Green Bay had a quarterback looking really good, you would start to kind of shake in your boots. And I think it says a lot that Lions fans – I don't feel like are afraid of Green Bay. It speaks to when your team's really good, you don't fear somebody else being good too because you think you're going to beat them. But it does set up a much tougher division. Green Bay's on the rise. Chicago's got this war chest. If they get the quarterback situation right, they're going to be a problem moving forward. Nobody said it's going to be easy, but we're asking you where the expectations are. It's 97-1. As the Lions win, the goalposts move. People don't like when you move goalposts in season, but before the season starts, I think it's a good way of setting the expectations. Last year it was, you got to win the division. You get your home playoff game. That was the expectation. Now that they got that home playoff game, won that home playoff game, won a second game, went to an NFC title game, outplayed the Niners for the first 30 minutes, 
What's the expectation going into next season? And if you were concerned, well, what about golf without Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson's coming back. News today, he's returning. Told the commanders, no thank you. They were coming out to interview him. I don't think this is one of those deals where he wasn't going to get the job. He wants to be here. He turned down real money, yeah. real power, real opportunity to stay in Detroit and chase a Super Bowl. So the expectation then is Super Bowl or bust, right? <laughs> Rico, right? No. Right? No. My expectation for the Detroit Lions, get back to the NFC title game or get the number one overall seed. Not just make the playoffs anymore. You've done that. You graduated. Get back to the title game. It shows consistency. It shows that you're not a flash in the pan. It shows that this is why Ben Johnson came back. It shows that you can duplicate what you did last season. There are a lot of teams that they're good for a year, and then they fall down, and you don't hear from them again for five, six years. I hear you on consistency, but you only get so many cracks at this. And if we're just going to set the bar at finishing short again, I, I won't be. I, I was very happy no, no, with I'm the not, result of this year. I will not be happy if it's the I'm same result saying, next year. I'm not saying you get to the title game and lose. I'm not saying that. I'm saying get to okay. the title game. That's my expectation of you. Get to the title game. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Okay. Hopefully you catch the breaks. Hopefully you win the game and you make it to the Super Bowl. But. Make the title game. Because if you go out there and you lose in the first round or you lose in the divisional round, it's not going to feel the same. Not good enough anymore. You got to get back to where you left off. And then you pick it up from there. 248-539-9797. Mike is next up. Mike, you're on 97.1. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, Yeah, I just want to kind of throw a little bit of reality here. And this is the first year that we've done well. And my objective next year is to not regress. I want, we're on the beachhead now. So let's establish that we are a competitive team and that last year was not a fluke or this year was not a fluke. We don't want to be like the Falcons who made the Super Bowl and regressed. So what does that look Uh, like? Like try to put like a, what does that mean? Make the playoffs again, win a playoff game again? I would say, well, playoffs are a crapshoot. We all know that, you know, you could be a, uh, I, I would say win the division. If you win the division, you have proven to me that you have not regressed. Uh, obviously, uh, we might not win the division. We might scrape into the playoffs, and we might get to the Super Bowl. That's, that's just the way the playoffs work. Mm-hmm. But I'm more focused on the regular season, and I want to make sure that there is no regression, and we have established that what happened this year is what's going to happen future years. So I would say win the division and then best of luck in the playoffs. Appreciate the phone call, Mike. I Jim, I understand where you're coming from and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I think your goals are it's setting yourself up that it's just very lo- like if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I can understand saying, you know what, it's Super Bowl or bust. Why? Because this is what you do in Kansas City. You win titles. You have rings. You get trophies. That winning a division and winning, like, they didn't care that they had to go on the road because yeah. they, it's like when New England, when New England was good, who cares if well, we got to play on the road? We're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, you're describing a dynasty. Right. You're describing, like, the right. And I'm saying, like, teams that have, like, 15 year windows. The Lions don't have a 15. And I'm not and trying that, to be rude, but, like, a 15 year window, those, those don't really exist. This is, 
three, four years and at that, best to try to capitalize. And I'm sorry, when when you have it, when when the iron's hot, you strike. But that's why I say consistency. Get back to where you left off, and let's start from there and see and go further. Okay. Winning the division, great. If the Lions make the playoffs, but they're a wild card team, so what? Path may be a little harder. Yep. But you know what you got to do to get back to that title game. Yeah, I'll just go back to this. They're built for it. Every cliche, let's go for it, man. My point is if they get in as a division winner and they get a couple home games, great. That's preferential. If they're he- if they're set to go on the road, you still got Ben Johnson coaching Jared Goff with a good run game. Go score more points than the other team and find a way to win. You're built for it. They are built to make this run happen. Let's get back to the phones. We have Ryan on a cell. Ryan, you're on 97.1. Hi, yes. I, I want to say that I'm excited that um, our everybody's coming back, our staff's coming back, and I think it is go back to uh, the NFC Championship or bust. I think we should always look for the Super Bowl, but I think it is go where you were at, finish off, and win it. And I think they set the bar high. I definitely do, and I'm excited about next season. Yeah, you should be. I think that's the key here is I think Sunday night, I really didn't want to hear about how good of a season it was because I felt like, you know what? And I said, give me a couple days. I didn't realize Ben Johnson was going to come back. It speeds up the healing process a little bit. But Sunday night, you're going, this this is such a missed opportunity. This is such a kick in the teeth. They'll pick themselves back up, but there are no promises. Continuity helps. Ben Johnson coming back helps. And there's a lot to be excited about for next season where you do get to raise the bar, where you do get to have expectations in a way that we have never had in this city. Where you could say, hey, it's not about making the playoffs anymore. It's about more. So let's get to the next caller. We've got Leon on a cell. Leon, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's hey. up? I appreciate you keeping me on hold that long because it just pissed me off even more. I've been pissed off since Sunday night. So I got a lot of vinegar to give you, though. The bar is getting back to the NFC title game at the very least. So this is my thoughts on it. So they show, they pumped. San Francisco. San Francisco was beat. Dan Campbell gave that game back. And his stupid decisions put him back in the category for me of being that same meathead dude that I thought he was when they hired him when he was doing the kneecap thing in, in the press conference, right? Not saying he's not a smart guy, but Dan Campbell choked in that football game. He, his press conference told me he choked. And the reason why I say his press conference told me he choked is because he, he said well, they were going to bleed the clock. First of all, they can't bleed the clock because you're ahead. And if they bleed the clock, that's good for you. You're up 17. Then you were up 14. You panicked. And the reason, Jim, you talking about going with all these risks and, and, and you love it and he was in the, I mean, he was doing this during the regular season, but guess what? The reason why they worked in the playoffs is because you were going to your best players. The Porter caught, caught the one to steal the Rams game. Mm-hmm. Ted Brown caught the one to steal the, uh, to steal the Buccaneers game. You went to your fifth option with Josh Reynolds, so you got what you should have gotten. Well, the other one the went other to St. Brown. Hold on. The other one was a fourth and three. They threw to St. Brown. So is that okay then because they went to their best player? Yeah, but he wasn't a real option on that play. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. He, Jared Goff was scrambling in the, in the pass. Got yeah, the, play, near him. The, yeah the, the pocket collapsed in, in, a, in a matter of seconds on that. That was a tough play to try to execute. They didn't get it. But at the time, they're only up three. So this whole bleeding the clock, if you don't get it, and they go down and score, you know, you're in trouble, but you want to score touchdowns late in the game. 
and there is a risk, and you might give them the ball back with a chance. You're playing with your offense. You have a top-five offense. You're on the road against a damn good offense, too. This is a game that was played in the 30s. There was always the possibility that it was high-scoring. I just know how many times we've talked about good teams settling for field goals in big spots and not winning because of it. And I think that's as big a motivation to go for it. These were fourth and two, fourth and threes. Right. These weren't fourth and okay, eights. But here's, here's the thing. You weren't settling for field goals. You had the lead. So pad the lead. You weren't trying to come from behind. You weren't in a tie game where it was the charges, where it was point for point. You had a big lead. But Rico, I had the lead. So much. Okay, maybe it's just the perspective of watching football for years. I've hated when coaches have had this belief like we're just playing not to lose. And you I think kicking a field goal is playing not to lose. Hey, he was playing what? to win. It worked in the Rams game in the playoffs. How many points you score in the second but half? But that wasn't a fourth and two or fourth and no, three. No, no. How many points you score? You kicked the Three field points. Goal. It right. was fifty-four yarder Badgley inside. And, and you know what you did? Hey, Rams, you're going to be desperate. You're going to make mistakes. We're going to make you do all that stuff. We're going to sit back. We're going to make kick this extra, kick this fifty-some yard field goal that he made, and we're going to bleed the clock. And it worked. You could have did the same. You were up seventeen. You weren't up seven. It was three-score game. Just pad the lead and bleed the clock. It, it wasn't going to be this, well, it's grit. No, no, it's smart. Everything doesn't have to be grit. Head coach, be smart about things. I think the smart decision was going for it. They lost, so now it's the bad decision, but I don't think that's the way you can judge it. I'm sorry. No, no, it, it was the risky decision. The smart decision, take the points. Bleed the clock. No, That's the smart decision. No, it's the safe decision is what you want. Okay. And sometimes the safe decision is the right, right. decision. Because you're I, in the NFC Championship game. It's, it's, it's a great team on the other side. Yeah. It's a and great you team. had them beat at home. Their crowd was out of it. There was enough time in that game where you needed to keep scoring. You score. You you, you score those nine points. You win this game. You don't know that. All things it was two being kicks. Equal. It was two kicks, not three kicks. Two no, kicks no, is six because, points. But it doesn't mean you can just and, add the six at the end because the game gets this no, played no, no. differently. No, even if you kick the, a, a field goal on that final drive when you're bleeding the clock, guess what? Congratulations. You won by two. Ball game. 248 539 I, I see the clock. 97 1. All right, we got to get right to the people. Lions conversation. Ben Johnson's back. Expectation setting for next season. NFC title game, unless you're Jim Costa and it's a parade. Super Bowl or bust? Making the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl? I feel like if you're there and you lose. So so a parade. Yes, you only get so many cracks okay. at this. With all with this group together, still young, still hungry, if, still healthy. If you do not win the Super Bowl next year, this entire season is a bust. And I think that should be a badge of honor that your football team has graduated to that level where you expect to compete for championships, and if you don't win them, you're disappointed. Jim, it was one year. Show me some consistency. Okay. Go back, do it again with a tougher schedule. Get to the NFC title game. I'll try my best. All right, uh, Mike and Shelby, what's up? You're on 97.1. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Hey. I want to talk about an assumption here. So we, we keep talking about he should have went for a field goal. Let's assume that Dan Campbell, went, you know, they kick the field goal and they make it. Are you telling me that when they go for a touchdown, he's not going to go for two points and we lose by one? What do you mean? So, so let's assume that the Lions went for the last field goal or the, the fourth and two, whatever it was the last time. Mm-hmm. They kick the field goal, they make it. Yep. Right? Now they drive down the field, score a touchdown. 
you got a chance to tie the game and go to overtime, or is he going to go for two? I think chances he probably are, goes for two, right? Correct. Now, we keep harping on this, but we're not, we're not looking at the big picture. The big picture is this. This is a Lions team that sucked for many, many years. The expectations was, first, get a playoff game. Got it. Win a playoff game. Got it. Get another playoff game. Got it. No one expected us to go to the NFC Championship game. So we're already talking about next year being a bust. I will agree with this. I will say that if we don't win the division next year, yes, that is a bust season next year. But at the end of the day, there's so much that comes with winning and getting to this level. You've got exposure. You've got revenue. You've got free agents that want to come here. Mm -hmm. The culture is there. The cancer is gone. And now it's time to be consistent and winning. So, Look at the other teams that, that are constantly in the AFC championship game or deep, you know, not deep in the playoffs, but in the playoffs. Buffalo, how many times have they won and they, and they still can't get to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Look at Baltimore, number one team. That's a bust season. The Lions, mm-hmm. whoever's saying that the Lions have a bust season this year is not this year. No, no. Out of their mind. So, Mike, I'm not saying that. Rico's not saying that. I don't even know that we've taken a phone call that says this year was a bust. No, this year was not a bust. Unanimously, this year you expectations. Oh. Unanimously, this year was a success. I think immediately following that game, you feel bummed. This year, the but, expectation was win a division, win a playoff game. And they did. Yeah, and then they won another playoff game, and then they had a lead in the NFC title and game. You felt good about this, Absolutely. even though Sunday hurts. You still can look back at least in a few days and say, you know what, it's a pretty good season. It's the best Lions season of now. Let's run your it lifetime. Back. Yeah, let's run it back. Which yeah. is why I say, all right, next year, win your games. You don't have to win the division. I agree with you. Just get it in the playoffs because you never know what could happen. But you got to get back to that NFC title. Yeah, and let me clarify. You want to win the division. It's, you pre- do, yes. it's preferable. It's easier preferable as you found easier. out. Yeah, it's easier. It's preferable if this team were to not win the division. But do a damage in the playoffs anyway and go all the way. Because let's say this. That's, then, it, then it didn't matter that you didn't win the because division. Because hypothetically speaking, the, the big bad wolf of Green Bay is what we all thought they're, they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Green Bay finishes with 13 wins. You finish with 12 wins. So you're a wild card team. You're only a wild card team because the team ahead of you is probably the number one seed. So that's why winning the division is good, but it ain't necessary to win a division because a 12-win team should still get back to the title game. And you can make up for not winning the division because you're still in, and you can go beat those teams and make amends. Back to the phones we go. It's Jesse in Belleville. You're on 97.1. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Jess. Um, I wanted to bring up the point, and it bothers me when Rico and other people say you should have taken the points, kicked the field goal. You guys know how many kicks Badgley's made outside longer than 40 yards in his Lions career? I can tell you, zero. Every time they've let him kick longer than 40 yards, he's missed. 37 is the longest he's hit. And whether or not Campbell was thinking about it, as soon as Moody missed outdoors. Hold on, on, Jess, I'm going to let you finish. Didn't he hit like a 50-some yarder against the Rams in the playoffs? Indoors. That was indoors. Oh, in okay, outdoors. okay, all right, all right. Never mind. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So whether or not Campbell was thinking about, it, he hasn't had many chances. He hasn't played outdoors this year with the Lions. But as soon as Campbell saw Moody miss outdoors, the guy who's been kicking outdoors all year, I think in his mind he was thinking any coin flip, you know, statistically or not, if it's go for it on fourth down and it's fifty-fifty with the field goal, 
I'm not taking that chance. I'm going to give my offense, who I trust, a shot. Not a guy who I've seen miss from 40 yards, from 45 yards, from 50 yards outdoors. I mean, he's missed extra I'm points, too. I'm not going to leave it in his hands. Yeah, Je- Jesse, and he's missed extra points. I mean, I just, they aren't gimmies. And you, you sh- if you want to argue, well, they need to have a kicker who who you feel better about. Okay, yeah, but please, that's not yeah. who they had that day. Yeah, please upgrade this. Make make kicker a high priority this offseason. Because as you found out, you need one to get to the Super Bowl. You, you may say, oh, it's just some guy not really doing. You need kickers, okay? You need to have somebody that you could trust on the road, in the rain, in the snow, that from 45 yards and in, this guy can make this field goal. Every Lions playoff game was a one-possession game. Two of them decided by a field goal or less. Yeah. It needs to be a higher priority than I think this this regime placed on it this year. Hopefully, you learn from your mistakes. It's 97-1. Yeah, that's the story today. We've got quotes from MLive. Ben Johnson explaining himself. Why didn't he want the Washington Commander job or the Seattle Seahawks job? Rico, I'm going to give these to you. And I want your reaction. I want people's reaction because I was confused. Not complaining, but I was confused that he he's staying. It's great news. His explanation, quote, I talked to my wife about it, and we just came to a really good discussion of, hey, you know, we're happy with where we are. We love where we are. We love being in Detroit, love the people here, and decided to go ahead and just put the brakes on it right now. Just wasn't the time for us. I think some people, and I can just speak on a personal level, some people, they really want to climb as fast as they can. I know particularly young coaches want to do that. That's not been the case for me per se. I want to be around football. I want to win football games. I want to be around good people. And when I finally had the chance to step back and take a deep breath and look at it, that was the most important thing. He went on to say, quote, I love Dan Campbell. I've known him for a long time. I believe in him and the direction of the organization. And that was the biggest drawing point for me to come back was what we have here and what we're building here. It's something I want to be a part of. I've been a part of a number of losing seasons in my 11 years in the NFL. What a statement it is about the state of this organization. It is. I mean, look, him and his wife talked about it. I would have taken the job. There's only 32 of these. And sometimes you have to strike while the iron is hot. And yeah, you're thinking to yourself, it's gonna this party's gonna last for some years. And and then sometimes it just crashes and burns. And you know, your golf gets injured. Something just happens in this offense step takes a step back and now you're not looked at as the boy wonder anymore and then people are you're going to get forgotten about because there's going to be a new boy wonder and there's going to be a new hot name out there but what it also says is he's happy in Detroit he's happy with what he has the quarterback the offensive system it runs like a well-oiled machine except for in the third quarters he believes in the culture that Dan Campbell is building that he's not in a rush I can respect that. I don't have to agree with it, but I can respect that. He's not in a rush. They like it here. And if your heart is here, then you stay here and you try to win again. Yeah, I mean, he's making millions of dollars either way, and they will take care of him, even though that wasn't the motivation here. He's making millions either way. Quality of life, you can't shortchange that or discount that. It just felt like a foregone conclusion. Why I'm confused is commanders have the number two pick, new ownership. It's not that same dark cloud over that organization, you feel like it's, what, 5X raise? I mean, apparently what he was asking for was considerably more than that. 
it's a lot of money. It's guaranteed. It's the chance to run an NFL team. I thought he was gone, and I wouldn't have blamed him. That's why I'm confused. I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I'm thrilled that he's back. I think everybody's thrilled that he's back because it gives them the continuity. There was this elephant in the room. Goff deserves to get paid, dot, dot, dot. But what about without Ben Johnson? That's not a conversation for next season while you're chasing a Super Bowl. That's priceless. The most important position, the thing that's led your team is your offense. And the way they've played, Rico, it's physical, but it's also creative and explosive. It's not like three yards in a cloud of dust. They'll run the ball, but they'll do it inside zone, outside zone. They'll use the screen game. They'll pull the tackle around. They'll get J-Mo going on an end around. They're creative. They're explosive, but tough, which is what Dan Campbell demands of his football team. That's the type of offense that can build a big lead in the NFC title game on the road. And it's the type of offense that should have won the NFC title game on the road. I mean, you look at this next season now with eyes wide open, everything in front of you. This is the best news you could get as as despondent as Lions fans were on Sunday night. Just husks of people. Yeah, The hope should now be there. Yes. You know what? It's not gloom and doom now. You know what? It used to be, if you were a Lions fan, you look forward to the draft. You look forward to training camp. You Mm -hmm. want... September can't get here fast enough. You want to play next week. You want it, – it's that age-old question, but I think right now if Lions fans could, you'd hit the fast-forward and skip summer to get back to Labor Day. What about uh, going out on the boat? What no. about the lakes in, no, in no, the no, summer? No, no, no. no. What about barbecues? No, because you got to the NFC title game, if you could, if, if you were told, you know what, Labor Day is going to be in three weeks. Cool. Let's go. Rico says summer's canceled. No cookouts. I think you want to, because you want to see what this team, especially now that Ben Johnson's coming back. I I don't disagree with you. I just think it's. Because normally it's the draft is the Super Bowl. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll see. And can they go eight and eight or now eight and nine or nine and eight? Can they just, you know, not embarrass themselves? You don't feel that way anymore. Now you're at the big boy table. So everybody's got theories, and we'll take those phone calls, 248-539-9797. The theory that maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach or doesn't feel like he's ready to be a head coach, that he still has a lot to learn. He he didn't play in this league. He's only been a coordinator for well, two it, years. See, like that Maybe that's part of that. That statement kind of told me he's not ready to be a head coach, and if you're not ready to be a head coach, then you can't. You can't do it halfway. You can't be halfway. Well, we always hear that coaches are supremely confident, and they always think they're going to succeed. He's not, necessarily, not necessarily. Yeah, he's right. 37, and he might think, like, I'm not trying to take a job to just get paid to not coach because yeah. I'm going to get fired. I want to take a job that I think I can win a lot of games. Or he may just be looking at Dan Campbell and saying, I don't know if I necessarily want to live that lifestyle right now. My lifestyle is pretty damn good as the OC. I only have to worry about the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the O-line meetings, and all of that. Yeah, head coaches double the workload. Triple. Oh, special teams, too. Special teams. Can't forget special teams. And now you're also meeting with the GM and for the draft. responsibilities. Right. Like, yep. there's a lot more getting added to the table. And he's like, you know what? I make good enough money. My life's pretty good. How about we just hit the pause button and ride this until the wheels fall off? Yeah, he said, put the brakes on it. I mean, he might have really taken a deep breath at the end of Sunday and, and probably woke up Monday and, and evaluated his life and thought, 
Well, if someone's going to pay me outrageous, maybe. If this was a great job, like if this was Kansas City, Andy Reid retires, maybe. But I don't have to leave a good thing. I don't even know if Kansas City. I mean, it's... It's Mahomes, though. It's Mahomes. You, you can't turn that down. Right, but I'm just it's just Mahomes. And I think he and Reed have this symbiotic relationship where Yeah. I think the point is unless it was an A plus situation, had to be that both team. Yeah. football and money. And if it wasn't, he is so happy to be here in Detroit right. that he's not gonna Hey, Kyle gonna, Shanahan stepped down. You want the Niner job? Sure. Yeah. But he wasn't gonna crawl into a situation that wasn't going to be ideal for himself. Yeah, he wants to sprint into a great yeah. spot. D'Amico Ryan doesn't want to be the Texans head coach. You want the job? Sure. I do wonder how many cycles he will go before getting a job because he was he was a candidate last year. See, I think it's the opposite of Harbaugh. I think he's got one more year, and if he doesn't take one next year, I think they stop asking. Well, it's interesting because if you take the interviews, at least part of you wants the job. I mean, you don't interview for a job you have zero interest in. You may be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you, but you have at least a baseline interest in being a head coach. So this is two off seasons in a row. Last year, I think everybody kind of ran with the narrative. Carolina's a toxic job. It is. Slash, did they even offer him? And it wasn't quite clear. How can he turn down a head coaching job? This is two off seasons in a row. Does he turn down a job next off season? And he, I, I think if he turns it down. I don't want to down, get greedy, but I mean, I do wonder, like, is he waiting for one of one or two of two very few situations? Yeah, I think what happened was the ending of the, of the game kind of left a bad taste in his mouth. I think he was ready to leave. He was ready to move on. But now he's, man, this isn't how I wanted to go. Yeah. I want to go out on great terms, not kind of slinking out the back door saying, hey, guys, sorry. If they had won the Super Bowl, does he leave? Yes. Okay. If they win the Super Bowl next year, he definitely leaves. Yeah. Jim, I think that if they would have just lost a close game, but it wasn't this big lead that you squandered, I think he leaves. Interesting. But because of how you lost, and your offense couldn't do anything really in the second half, man, it's unfinished business. And and, and which is, I would have taken it, but yeah. After the third go-round, I think, you stop getting asked, and I think at that point they start finding that next coach who's the boy wonder. And you know what? You don't want a head coaching job. We're gonna we're gonna just stop asking you. We're gonna ask him instead. Yeah, I mean, it's a real risk that the flavor of the month changes, but I think he's willing to take that risk financially and professionally because of how good Detroit has been to him and what he still thinks he can accomplish here. So we'll knock out the phone calls. Your reactions to this, because this this was unexpected that Ben Johnson would come back and run the offense. It's 97-1. Let's get to the people. Ben Johnson news. He's staying. This used to be a spot where coaching careers went to die. Now people don't want to leave because it's too good. Wow, that's a great point. That Yeah. <laughs> Once you finish coaching here, you were done being a head coach forever. And now you got guys, at least one in Ben Johnson, it's like, I'm not in a hurry to leave. I'm having too much fun. Your reaction. Bob on a cell. You're on 97.1. Hey, how y'all doing today? What's hey, up? You know what? Terrell Austin never got a job again. Never got another job offer. You only get one shot sometimes. Dan Quinn was a hot commodity until they lost that game. I think he made a big mistake. Y'all, and y'all act like we won the AFC championship, NFC championship. We lost. People celebrate like we won. We lost. Bob, did you listen to the radio yesterday? 
Yeah, all day. And you thought people no, were celebrating. My, no, no, no. I listen. I listen. I'm talking about in general. They act like we won. We didn't win. Bob, I don't no. know how to I don't know how to say this. I will never get over Sunday. They lost. It's devastating. It's yeah. gut wrenching. But I will say this. I agree with you. I do think he's making a mistake because you're only hot for so long and then somebody else becomes hot. And you're yesterday's you're right, Nico. You're right. You made a big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah, all of a sudden you're Trent Williams and you're yesterday's news. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but 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 is it a mistake? <laughs> Bob knows. <laughs> but is it a big mistake if this team is is again a top five offense in the no, sport? No, Even if they don't win the Super Bowl, his stock is still gonna be really high. It's a big mistake, not for the team, for him. Right, but his stock is gonna be high next year as long as they continue to be a top five offense. But you're banking that everything is going to fall together because if the team doesn't make the playoffs, guess what? Your stock is not high anymore. Think about this. I mean, Sirianni was a genius last year. You're coaching the Eagles. A year later, we're wondering out loud, will he be the Eagles coach? He just was in the Super Bowl. Well, some of that is Philadelphia being Philadelphia, but I get your point. Things no, change in a hurry. He was, he was on the hot seat. No, because Things change. That, that, that city's maniacal. No, no, but I'm saying things can change. In most cities, he wouldn't have been on the hot seat. Things can change in a year. I agree with you on the broader point. Things year to year in this league change dramatically. He's taking that risk. He thinks better than not. They're going to be a top five offense. They're going to go on another prolonged run. He's here to win the Super Bowl. Do you remember what he said last year around this time when he eventually made the decision to come back and when there was a dispute, did he, did he get offered the job? Did he not want the Panther job? He said, I can't wait for Detroit to have a home playoff game. It was he was at a Garth Brooks concert and he saw how loud it was and he thought what would this be like for a playoff game. And they did it. Now he says I want to come back to win a Super Bowl. Could he go 2 for 2? That's that's what we get to spend the next year yeah, looking forward to. It's going to be difficult. And you want to cancel summer and just get right to it. I- I said, not me. But no, I think, no, no s'mores, no bonfires, no fireworks, no 4th of July, no well, hot dogs or hamburgers. You know what? I'm old. Yeah, no fireworks. I, I mean, yes. Young me is kicking old me right now, but yeah, I'm done with fireworks. No days on the lake. Can't go out on the boat. We got football to get back to. I'll just hang with Birchfield. He's always on the boat. That's right. He looks like he's always does, on a boat. Every time you see him right now, if you see Will Birchfield, he looks like he just got off a boat. It's seven inches of snow outside. What's that? Doesn't matter. What's that look where you like tie your sweatshirt around your neck? That preppy and... look. Yes. yes. He always looks like he just got off a boat. Like His hair is we... blowing in the wind. Right, like he wears polo cologne. He does. <laughs> he is boat or yacht adjacent at the very least, if not outright. Hair perfectly yep. quiet. Like everything is just always there. Polo shirt on, polo cologne. No, but I think a lot of Lions fans, because the easiest way to get over this hurt is to get the new season going. Oh, I mean, people are chomping. Let's get going. Dan on a cell. You're on 97.1. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Dan. Hey, great comment on uh, Will. You guys are right about the way you look sometimes. But, Doesn't it? Uh, my, theory, <laughs> yeah, my theory on, uh, yeah, he should be on the surfboard or something. It there seems you go. Like, but uh, my theory is uh, Ben Johnson staying because uh, he's still kind of neat. He's trying to learn a little bit more about being a head coach, learning from Dan Campbell. And, you know, I don't know what the cost is. He's probably passing on maybe $5 million. I'm just throwing a number out there. 
And, you know, next year or the year after that, uh, you know, he'll recoup that when he does finally get a head coach job. So he might just be one of those guys that the money doesn't mean that much to him. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's you got to put yourself in his shoes. He's Most coordinators are making more than a million bucks. He's been taken care of from last year, may get more money this year. If he's making a couple million bucks, yeah, he's passing on five, six, seven, eight million dollar season. That's real money, but it's not like he's sitting there hard up for, for cash. Right. He could still go out to dinner with his family, pay his bills, take a couple vacations, and still be ahead of most people on the planet. It to him, it sounds like in reading those quotes was about quality of life, work environment, and the chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and and I do think a lot of this was how it ended. It just didn't feel right to him. Like last year they did everything right, but they did everything right too late, and they never got the opportunity to get to the playoffs. This year they got there, and then it just it all fell apart. And he's probably thinking to himself, if we would have called this play instead of that play, if we would have did this instead of that, he didn't want that to happen. Ticket Texture says no fireworks cookies. Don't tell JMO. Okay, we're not doing that. Let's go to... <laughs> Let's go to Fred in Garden City. Fred, you're on 97.1. Guys, you hit the nail on the head with culture. I'm going to I'm gonna name off Sparky Anderson, Chuck Daly, Scotty Bowman, and now Dan Campbell. All those guys created a culture that attracted not only the, the assistant coaches, but it attracted the players to come to Detroit. And... You know, if Aaron Glenn leaves, it's not going to break my heart. We need a secondary coach. They get another one, not going to break my heart. I love the fact that Campbell's staying and we have a culture in our football again. Mm -hmm. And I really think that, like, all right, Dan Quinn didn't get a head coaching job, so where is he going to go? We should be one of the hot spots to get the new defensive coordinator that's the hot guy. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, they have a D.C. Players still. I mean, where, where's, Aaron, where's Aaron Glenn going, Fred? I, You know, if he doesn't go to Washington, I, I mean, I don't know. But I'm, I'm not saying they're going to fire him or anything else. Oh, okay, I'm just clarifying because I think he did a damn I'm good job at the end of the year. But go we ahead. should be the hot spot that, like, these right. free agent players – want to come to Detroit after seeing what we did in three years. You're right, Fred. In that way, this is kind of a precursor of what's to come because Ben Johnson is, you know, an addition that you weren't counting on for the next season. When we get to free agency, is it going to be more like this, Rico, where you end up up being more competitive for some of the best players and the best coaches and the best this and the best that? Because it feels like it. I don't know because when it comes to free agency – we talk about the culture, but, but this is where I, maybe you, you lose the culture a little bit. Everybody doesn't have to be a Boy Scout, especially on defense. I mean, you don't have to go all the way C.J. Gardner-Johnson where you want to be the WWE villain. He plays it well. But you can go out and get some guys that, you know what, maybe you don't want them you know, over to the barbecue and, and babysitting your kids. You, you don't want them around your family, but they're going to go out there and they're going to leave it all out on the field. They're one of those type of guys. It doesn't have to be this, well, he's a great guy and a great fit. No, you need some grimy guys. You need some dirty guys out there. Yeah, to be a question, how much do you compromise your culture to get over the hump? 
How strict about it? Because it may be zero compromise, or because, it may be you got to give a little to get over the hump. Because you know, like what you know, what one of those guys would have done is one of while everybody's around. Hey, everybody, get around me, okay? What in the world are we doing out here? Okay, we can win this thing and give that fire up because. When you hear from the coach, it doesn't mean as much as sometimes when you hear it from a player saying, no, 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 we're going to win this thing. We got this. I believe in you. You need that type well, of player. I think in they it. have a couple. Like I think Sewell's one of those guys. I think St. Brown can be. But on defense, no, no, no. what you're talking about on is. On defense yes. and, and preferably somebody who's been through the wars before. Right. Where they can say, I was, we were in this spot and this happens. You got a lot of young guys. Branch can't deliver that speech because he's going to be talking about stuff in college. <laughs> Good point. Hey, do you th- who gets the Washington job? We haven't really even talked about it because we're so caught up in him staying here in Detroit. He he doesn't get the commander's job, but they came here to, to meet with both him and Aaron Glenn. Is it Glenn? Is it uh, Mike McDonald, Baltimore, D.C., who I know interviewed with the commanders? Do you have any... Any idea, guess who they are going to hire at this point? Because it felt like they were waiting to hire Ben Johnson. I don't know. And now what? You know, the back to the drawing board. Maybe they pivot to uh, Dan Quinn. Like, there's a few names out there. But I I think they were ready to make the hire within the next 48 hours. Now this may get extended to the end of the week. And if Aaron Glenn is the guy, and he's got a chance, he's a candidate, the Lions get a draft pick. Yes. And then they have to hire a DC, but to the caller's point, a lot of guys are going to want to be on Dan Campbell's coaching staff. And I'm not trying to push Aaron Glenn out the door. I actually think he did a good job at the end of the season, given what he was working with personnel-wise. And I think a lot of teams are going to look at him and they're going to say he has the temperament of a leader of men. They're going to say most defensive coordinators, though. Most defensive coordinators, even on high school teams, that's the the bad cop. That's the yeller and screamer. They are. Yeah, but I think he, he played in the league. Special teams coaches normally the crazy coaches why you hire Dan Campbell. Well, if you've listened to any of Dave Phipps press conferences this year, you're right. You gotta be a little off as a special teams coordinator. Like, what is he smoking? What are we on a tangent about today? <laughs> All right. Know. All right. Uh we got some of the biggest storylines in the NFL. We'll get to those coming up next, ninety seven one. I won't say who said it. But there was a suggested newspaper headline for the story of the day. Lions hang on to their Johnson. I thought it was hold on to their Johnson. Yeah. That would have been a good headline. It still could make could make print. Who knows? You got what Lions review coming up at 6 o'clock. Let's talk to Lions fans. 248-539-9797. Dan, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. I, I got to tell you, I think the goalpost is the Super Bowl. And the way to do that, instead of putting the pressure on them with, oh, we got to have this, we got to have this guy. No, no, no. We don't have to win the division. We just have to play the spoiler, make the playoffs, then crush everybody in your path to get to the Super Bowl. And I think with like a few days' perspective, there's anybody that doesn't think this is a Super Bowl champion already. I mean, they they massacred San Fran. I mean, that's what they're capable of. And they've already beaten KC, and you can say they didn't have Travis Kelsey, but we got better through the season. And now we got Ertz. We'll pick up a few more. You did, Dan. You know, but this Dan, is a the, Super Bowl champion team. The only problem with your theory is you haven't won a road playoff game since '57. So, if that's if you're going to go that route, they need to be the number one seed in the NFC and get all the games in Detroit. I just don't want to put any pressure on these guys because now, <laughs> Dan, especially now, oh, no, 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 got, Dan, I love you. You can't get to the Super Bowl without pressure. <laughs> 
Well, and well, Dan, sure. Dan, 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 they put it on themselves. They have said, and Alex Anzalone has said it's Super Bowl or bust. It's their mentality. And as much as it's flattering, nothing that I say or that Rico says or that anybody on the station says is going to dictate whether or not the Lions go into a big environment and win the game or not. But don't you think that part of the surprise of this year is nobody expected anything out of them, and that's why they were able to do what they did because there wasn't any pressure. It's just the same old Lions. They're going to choke. I mean, that the, gave them a lot of leeway. And so maybe. if you go in, like, you know, there have been years when we've been the spoilers for Green Bay, and now we go back in there because everybody's talking about Jordan Love. We go back and we spoil them in, in, in the playoffs. We take it back, and then we crush, and we go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think that they've said it. They weren't burdened by the 30 years of losing this this team got here because they were a good team not because people didn't think they were going to be here dan tried to find the back door to the super bowl wow no pressure just you know revenge tour what if we just don't talk about it then they'll win all the games if you're going to make it to the super bowl there's pressure you guess what Lions aren't sneaking up on anybody next year you may have snuck up on kansas city but once you beat the chiefs I think the league started noticing, wait, this Detroit thing, they're no longer just a cute little team. They're winning games. Next season, yeah, you're not that circle game where people just automatically count that, oh, we're going to beat them. No, not anymore. They're going to focus on you. Hey, we better bring it because Detroit's going to bring it. Paul on a cell, you're on 97.1. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, hey, great show. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Rico, on the goalpost. I think that uh, I think it's number one seed because I think we proved nobody wants to come to Detroit and play. That's for sure. Um, the whole Ben Johnson thing—that's all great. Uh, I just I think it says a lot about what he thinks about Dan Campbell. You know that he wants to stay here, and you know Dan Campbell maybe knows a little more in football than people give him credit for. But uh, I just think he's he's setting the culture right. I think he went for the win when he went for it on that fourth down. Mm-hmm. He bet on his guys. He bet on Reynolds, and Reynolds failed him. But he didn't he didn't bet on Gibbs fumbling that next drive, and I think that's what killed him. Yeah, it's it's that's a what, series of mistakes, right? You could survive one big momentum shift or two big momentum shifts. This team had rallied all year, but could you survive? failing the fourth down, giving up the 51-yarder off a face mask, fumbling the – like all of them in a row, it zapped them. It killed them. Yeah, when you look up and say, my God, wasn't we just up by 17.7 minutes ago? How in the world did this thing get tied? 6.58 on the clock in the third quarter. They're up two touchdowns facing a fourth and two. By 3.08 or 3.0-something, it was tied. Mm -hmm. In a matter of, what, less than four minutes – they went up two touchdowns, the possibility of being up three to tie. Yeah, the IU catch and yep. then a fumble on the very next play. Like, that's something out of a movie. I know. Not real life. But that's, as I told Dan, because we get Lions report coming, that's when I said, we got ourselves a ball game. Like, I, I, I fully thought Lions were winning this game and it wasn't going to be easy. But once he fumbled, I was like, oh boy, it's now tied up. Yeah, I think I I had even sent a tweet like, oh, I'm not worried yet after the IU play and like a minute later. Yeah, I heard you were sending some mean and hurtful things. What? Mike was... Did Mike... I Okay, we could do this. 
I sent Mike something because I thought it would have been mean to send to Rico. It was it was a courtesy. I had to make fun of Brock Purdy, and I sent the text to Mike, knowing it would have been mean and rude to send to Rico. And it got back to him anyway because Mike <laughs> does apparently have – Mike can't just keep that between the two of us apparently. Good to know. Good to know. I'm a I... cowboy. Yeah. Exactly. Everything I send to Mike is also being sent to Rico. Good to know. Just mean and hurtful. I didn't send it to you. No, he didn't tell me what it was. He was just like, oh, I could show it to you. He was it was like, Cookie sent me some stuff, and I was like, send it to him. Don't send it to me. Well, yeah, but now the joke's on me because my team blew it. Well, I wouldn't have read it anyway. So. Yeah, it was this one. It's the little Kyler Murray, Brock Purdy picture where he's a little guy because he's getting all the balls batted down in the first half. And the little guy got loose late in the game. You proud of yourself. Is, are these the, the ethics that you teach your cat? <laughs> I don't have to worry about raising the next generation. <laughs> Nobody's trusting me with kids. <laughs> Mike, maybe back tomorrow. We'll find out if his voice will allow. I seriously not, doubt it. I I'll think be he'll here be with back you. tomorrow. All right. We got a lot of ground still to cover. This is a fun time for Lions fans. Dan Miller going to be in the studio with Wojo. That's coming up next. Johnson is back. So, Lions fans, you got a future to look for. That's right. Very exciting. It's 97.1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.